What's up? We live again. Oh, wait, wrong one. There you go. Sports episode 12 <clears throat> live right now. Uh, I'm your host, co host, whatever you want to call it, representative. Um, I am your the navigator, the steer of the ship, <laughs> whatever, however you want to word it, whatever it is. That's me. I'm Jermaine at the underscore Jermaine. You can see it right there. I'm still not used to this pointing thing yet. Let's see if we get the thumbs up thing. We get the little balloon again. Hey, we know how to do that emoji. That's the only emoji we know how to make pop up. And it only pops up on mine for some reason. It never pops up on key. Like, I, I have no idea how come it's on mine. It's not on his. I don't know what, what that's all about. <clears throat> I may give him the login next week and tell him to do the um the little thumbs up thing or whatever. But uh, episode 12, keys will be here in a minute. Um. You know, he, he's officially a homeowner now. Uh, we could talk about that because we, we talked about it on social media. So we could actually, like, I could actually say that and not be, like, broadcasting my boy business or nothing. But um, so he just getting a few little things settled in the new crib and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, man, episode 12, uh, we're trying to stay as on time and consistent for y'all as possible every Tuesday or Wednesday, sometime starting between 830 and 845. That's just work with us for right now. You know, we too busy dudes, busy schedules, and we just try to bring y'all as as entertaining and as uh behind the scenes look uh and what we do, what we talk about and, and how we uh talk about and consume sports. But um yeah, man, but you know how things go. Y'all know how it is. Life be life and sometimes things happen, something pop up, unexpected, uh, you know, so you just get what you get. Um, we're not going to officially play the music until Keys get here, but we could start the show a little bit. Um, this past week in the NFL, we saw some pretty, I would say, interesting games. Uh, it all started with the Thursday night game where the, 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 the Raiders just, I mean, that was, that, that should have been abuse. There should have been, like, the NFL should have had a mercy rule. Like, bro, if you up by 40-something at the half and the other team has not scored, like, that should have been just like, all right, white flag, look, let's mandatory the last guys on the bench and the last guys that just got signed, all of them got to play and start. Like, y'all got to do something like, if 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 the if the team down by forty something, uh, fair catches it, they get the ball at the forty. Like we can we do something? Sup? Like can the clock just continuously run? Like can we at least just? I mean, I don't want to fudge with the rules too much. I, I was being kind of facetious when I said the whole start at the forty. But but when you got a game like that, and is that it is a certain point of the game, I think we should have a continuous clock. Same thing in the NBA, MLB. I don't know what we're going to do about that. We should have a, a mercy rule or something in, in MLB. Like, if you're down by 15 runs after, like, the seventh inning, call it. Done. 
in basketball and in football, I think we should have a running clock when there's a certain uh, point advantage that another team has over the other team. I think we should have a running clock. That'll, that would alleviate these extreme blowouts and whatnot that we, we see from time to time. Um, the Saturday games were pretty interesting. Uh, we got two lopsided games, and then we got a really good game in the Minnesota-Cincinnati game in which uh, Jake Browning did his thing. Uh, he, I'm not going to say that Jake Browning is going to make people in Cincinnati forget about Joe Burrow, but I will say this. The more that he performs on the level that he's been performing on the last couple of weeks and Cincinnati keeps winning, there will be people in that fan base that will have something negative to say, something stupid to say, and say, why do we have this guy paying him all this money when we can have this guy paying him? Paying? People will say stupid things like that. And they don't understand, like, you're not – there's going to be times where you're going to pay a guy for what he did and not as much for what he's going to do. You're always going to pay him for what they can do in the present, but sometimes you're paying guys off past accomplishments more than you're paying them off a future accomplishment. Joe Burrow's case is a little bit of both. You paid him because look at what he did for your franchise, bought him to the Super Bowl you know, gave this team prominence, you know, a Heisman Trophy winner, you know, he's from the state of Ohio, so on and so forth. And then you you look at Joe Burrow, the where, where he is right now, and it's like, okay, this guy is still the guy. He's still being uh, called upon as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, so we have to pay him for what he's worth, and he's next up, so he's going to get the most money, guarantees, blah, blah, blah. But it just I don't want to see people fall into that 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 pitfall of thinking that okay because this guy is doing good then we don't need this other guy no because there's a supreme there's a reason why Jake Browning was a backup and got cut and all of that and there's a reason why Joe Burrow was drafted number one overall there's a reason why Joe Burrow has been the starter since day one outside of barring injury. And there's a reason why Jake Browning has bounced around to different teams. There's reasons why those guys' careers intersected where they did. Just trust and believe, and, and the proof is in the pudding, and what happened, happened. If anything, uh, I wonder, I'm about to look this up right now, if they have him signed beyond this year, then, you know, now you got trade bait. But, you know, typically... Teams aren't that bright to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sign this guy to a multi-year contract. Typically, if a backup quarterback signs a multi-year deal, that means that he's like, he's a very sought-after guy who could probably start for some teams, but somebody's going to give him top-of-the-market backup money to keep him away from other teams and to be an insurance policy for their quarterback. There's also a case where a backup quarterback will make good money is because they don't trust the starter as much. So they'll pay a backup to come in a little bit more than other teams would because they know they'll probably need to depend on him at some point, whether it's injury or, or uh, 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 play. But uh, Jake Browning is on a one-year deal. It, it looks like a vet minimum around 750000 for this year. Um, so he's going to be a free agent after this year. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see, uh, what kind of attention 
a guy like a Jake Browning will command. Nine times out of ten, he'll get something in the range of maybe two or three years, and I think it'll probably top out at around the four, maybe five million mark at the most on an AAV. Uh, that's annual average value. Uh, like I said, those other two games where Indy beat Pittsburgh 32-14 and then Detroit beat up on Denver, uh, Detroit kind of reestablished themselves as a team that's on the come, uh, that that's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with in the next years, few years. And Denver is a team that they were trying to get the boat on the right track. They seemed to be going in that direction, and then they got totally derailed by the Lions, who, who decided to say, hey, you know what? We're a really good football team. We think we're way better than these guys are. Let's go out and establish ourselves as such. And that's pretty much what you saw in that game because you look at the Lions right now, they're the three seed in the NFC. And the Broncos are the 11th seed. Uh, they're behind a bunch of other teams. So you see those two teams on, on opposite ends of the spectrum right now. Uh, the Sunday matchups. Cleveland continues to just get it done. And that's the biggest thing that I can really say about the Browns is that they just continue to get it done. I mean, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm going to say it's their defense that's truly the guiding force there. Um, but when you got a guy like a Joe Flacco, who's a former Super Bowl MVP, who was a first-round pick. Uh, you know, he was a, the, the big-armed guy. Now he's the old, grizzled, you know, vet, journeyman, backup quarterback. Now you look at him and you're like, okay, you put a guy like that on a team like this, and he should be able to cook a little bit. Just for the simple fact that he still has some of that good arm strength, uh, he's a veteran. He knows the game. He knows how to read defenses and whatnot but by this time in his career, or at least he should. Uh, and <clears throat> he's just one of those guys that, you know, you, you know, when you call his number, he's not going to really embarrass you or lose you the game. It's just like he, he's a he's he's a caretaker. Basically, he's, he's one of those people that's going to he's going to do enough to get you in position to be able to win, but he won't put you over the hump and lead you to a victory. He did that in this game. However, let's not look for this in these guys, these backups, these guys that aren't starting and whatnot. Uh, just like I was telling the guys, you know, weeks ago about Josh Dobbs, I said, you know, give it a minute and he's going to regress back into the guy that he always was. He's going to be the reason why he signed late in camp for the Cardinals will be the reason why uh, the Cardinals gave him up for a late round pick to the Vikings when they were in need. There's also a reason why he got replaced <clears throat> and got benched because it, it, it's like a, a Lynn sanity thing. just like Jeremy Lynn. Like you'll get those guys that'll be a, a, a Phoenix rising out of the ashes. And it's this great, you know, story and comeback, all this stuff. And it's like, Oh yeah. Hey team, whoever. And then eventually they hit a plateau where it's all that that's as high as they can go. And that's the level that they can go. How long that plateau lasts is up to that player, their teammates, whatever sport it is, certain conditions, right? 
and eventually gravity takes over. The rocket fuel runs out. They can no longer maintain that level of play. The wave is done. The waters are calm. Tides have found their level. Now this person is back to where they once were. It happens. Uh, Was I happy to see it? No, but it's just like one of those things where you see it coming a mile away and you try to warn everybody, nobody wants to listen. And then finally, when they run into it and hit it, it's like, I told you it was right there in front of you. You didn't want to listen. It's like the people who who you see that sign says right lane ends, merge left in however long. Nah, they want to keep going. And then they want to like get upset with you because you don't put on your turn signal to let them in. Like, nah, we both saw the same sign back there. I got over, you did. You can't get mad at me because I don't want to let you in now. Now that you just decided to ride the lane up. No, I tried to warn you. You didn't want to listen. That's on you. Um, Tampa Bay. I really wish Keith was here because I'm going to give him his props. He has been Baker Mayfield's number one cheerleader since pretty much since Tampa acquired him in the offseason. Raise a glass to Keys. I hope y'all can hear that. That's where I'm playing the applause sound effect for him. But um, that is, he's been a steadying force for them. Things were going to look kind of bleak with Tampa Bay post Tom Brady. Everybody expected that. But what they didn't expect was for Baker Mayfield to have them 7-7 seven and seven and Basically, in the NFC playoff picture uh, as the division leader because they own the tie break based off of head-to-head win over the Saints, who are also 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, So those two teams are trailed by the Atlanta Falcons, who are 6-8. and eight. In the AFC basement, as I like to call it, I mean the NFC basement, as I like to call it, because... It, it really pains me to see this division like this, not just because my team is the Saints and that's who I cheer for uh, unabashedly, but I'm going to be open and honest about my team. They suck this year. Uh, Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael both need to go. Uh, I wouldn't mind it, honestly, if they may, if they found a way to, to keep Dennis Allen as the defensive coordinator, like demote him from head coach. It, fire Pete Carmichael and hire somebody else to be the coach and bring in a new OC. Uh, Joe Brady. Um, Especially if they don't give him the job up there at Buffalo, which I wholeheartedly believe that they should. Um, But wherever the heck he's at, I think it's Buffalo right now that he took over for the OC up there. Uh, But that that whole division is, is way more talented than what they're showing. Because that Tampa Bay team as many killers as they have on that defense, we, we talking Devin White. Uh, Levante David still can get it done. Vita Vea is probably the best or one of the best interior linemen in, in all of football. Um, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is one of the, the good young 
safeties in this game who shows a knack for playing in the box and has some coverage skills. Like, he can do a little bit of everything. And the list goes on and on and on, you know, with the guys that they have over there. And just the the, the thing is, is, like, you see the talent on the offense where you got Evans and Godwin. Like, you would think that if nothing else, this team can put up points because they have these two alpha type of receivers where you got a 6'5", 230-pound big body Benz and Mike Evans, and then you got, you know, 6'1", 210, 215, you know, a good route technician, still physical receiver and Chris Godwin. You would think that a team that had those two wide receivers would put up way more points and be way better with that defense behind them than Tampa Bay already is. And looking at the Saints, it's an abomination that you're you're they they still have some talent on that offense, regardless of what some people may think. That offense is still very talented and should put up way more points than what they're putting up. That defense is having to carry that team, and that defense is wearing out and getting tired because that offense isn't doing what it should do. Uh, but and then you look at the Falcons, and I'm like, my God, man, I would love to have a uh, uh, Drake London. Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson. Like just just those three guys. You add those three guys to any offense in the NFL and they instantly get better. Instant. What the hell the Falcons are doing? I have no idea. No clue. Because that team should be way better than what they are right now. Uh anyway, looking at the rest of the schedule, the Texans pulled off an improbable victory. They were missing, I want to say, like six, seven, eight starters. Uh, your quarter, your hot shot rookie quarterback who's being talked about as a possible MVP candidate, almost a lock to win offensive rookie of the year, who's setting records and doing all sorts of amazing things and whatnot. Um, you would think that you would think that that team um, wouldn't have gone into Tennessee, especially with the way Tennessee had been playing and been able to win that game. Hey, yo, and we're back. We got the look. He king of the castle. He he king of the new castle. Hey man, he, king of the new castle. See how much clearer I look in this mug? <laughs> I'll look blurry, yes, clear as hell. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wi-Fi better. Man, I love it. I love it. Hey guys, I'm late as usual. Let's see if now. we can let's see if we can hear the music this time. Oh, I ain't even picked the song this week. I get to get, get to be surprised. It sounds nice. You go, did you go Christmas? And everything. Took my heart away from money. Ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. For something that's in your veins. And I put that on my name. Uh. Only hope I had was selling dope. Was on my grind because times was harder than to sell a float. My mama told me never steal and never telling folks. I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke. Oh, I was raised by the stop sign. No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9. By the minute, I was getting paid like the hotline. Certain rolling, fees was calling. We was that kind, well connected, well respected, and well protected. And get 
Nah, I played that specifically for you, bro. Cause like real talk, pod aside, everything else aside, bro, proud of you, bro. I appreciate it, dog. You deserve that song right there. You deserve that one. That one was for you. Straight up. It definitely feels good. It feels like love. <laughs> Look, man, like people be talking about that kind of stuff and they say like support your friends and this and that. Like, no, man, like don't just be saying that if you're not going to really be about that. Like if you're not going to pick up that phone and, and check on that person or call that person or cheer that person on or be that person biggest cheerleader or whatever. Like, if you're really not going to be there and be about it, like, don't be saying that shit. Be real about that shit because life hard enough as it is. That's if you're going to have people in your corner and stuff, and you're going to, like, really be about that shit and be supporting people and do something for somebody else outside of yourself or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody going through something. And sometimes your, your your burden may not be as bad as somebody else's, or you may feel like that person can't carry this, but everybody can't carry the same thing everybody else can. So be nice to that person. You never know. That that might be the first time that somebody heard something nice or somebody said something nice or whatever to this person. You don't know how long. So just try to be nice to people, man. Yes, sir. And I know I could be an asshole sometimes, so I'm speaking to myself primarily, but I'm just telling y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man. So um you came in and I was I was on the, the Texans and the uh Titans. I was going just going down the list of the games and stuff. And um okay. like that one, that one was crazy because like I was saying, like for the Texans to be missing as many starters and stuff as they did and to pull off that victory in overtime, clock expiring, like just for them to tie it up at the end of the game and to send it into overtime and then to fight back in overtime and kick the game winning field goal, like that that was that was crazy. No, nah, that definitely was. It that definitely was a wild was. game. Um, a lot of the games from this week were for real, for real. We know the we know what the wildest was. Oh yeah, the, the without night a doubt, one. bro. Ooh, I, I already said. I already said. I'm proposing for the NFL and the NBA. If there's a certain deficit that a team is down, a to have a running clock. Or a I'm not even going to say call the game because we want to play the full game or whatever. Right? Just have a running clock. Fuck it. Have a running clock. Have a running clock. Because ain't no point in you calling a timeout for nothing. Y'all ain't coming back. Like, like, seriously? Like, come on now. Like, that should be, that's disrespectful. Like, let this clock run. Wait for the TV Everybody go home healthy. (laughs) Right. Okay, yes. You'll have TV timeouts, but that's it. If you need to make a a personnel change for whatever reason, do it then. Let these guys. 
Uh, I think the only other two, well, there was two other games from I'm looking at the scores that were pretty big. Lions and Broncos was 42-17. And I Colts said those two teams are like two teams going in opposite directions because the, the, the Lions started off hot and started to fizzle. The Broncos started to fizzle and got hot. And, and now, now they, they crisscrossing. Yeah. They crisscrossing right now. Um, Everything else is pretty normal. Jets, Dolphins, uh, 30-0. Not shocked that the Jets can score. Uh, Bro, like... 49ers Cardinals was a big one. 45-29. The thing that shocked me about that, that Jets-Dolphins game, it was that the Jets couldn't score because last week they, they tore up the Texans. So I'm thinking, okay, they got uh-huh. some chemistry going. They found something, and the Texans have a decent defense. And they go against the Dolphins' defense and, and can't move the ball. But look at the Raiders. And, the Raiders couldn't score what, the last two weeks. Bruh, the Raiders ain't been able to score and then put up 63. They they out here about the mercy rule to Chargers. They fool around and got them dudes fired. <laughs> Bruh, I was actually. I thought Brandon Staley was gonna get fired last season, and he still made it to this season. And I, I the fact that I thought they were gonna fire everybody at halftime. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> look, pull the curtain I back. Thought, we we I in the group buddy chat. Was out of there. Everybody, they like, hey. He not coming back at halftime, is he? Bro, they can't do that in the middle of a game. Like, I'm trying to be, like, you know, level, sensible, da 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 I was like, look, they, they can't do it at halftime. I said, but I wouldn't be surprised if his office is packed by the time he got back yeah. to the facility. Hell if they can't. <laughs> Bro, I need to see an NFL owner fire a coach at halftime. I need to see like I would, I don't want to watch somebody lose. Like I don't, I don't wish for somebody to lose their job, but if anybody's gonna lose their job and we're gonna get an entertainment factor off of it, it, it should be an NFL coach because he has a contract. He's already made tons of money and he's gonna make tons more by not doing anything. I think we'll be okay sacrificing an NFL coach to get fired at halftime for our entertainment. I think his feelings will be will, will be spared. He'll have millions of reasons to to clear himself up, but um, bruh, the Carolina Atlanta game, like nine seven. Uh, That's what we doing. This is why I call that division the NFC basement. I'm not surprised by that score whatsoever, though. I'm Because I, I, I said I in the rip- beginning, though, I said Falcons, Packers. Oh, I was going to say, um, I had Falcons, Packers at the bottom of that division when the season started anyway. So I'm not too shocked by that by that score at all. Yeah, the, the I ripped them a new one earlier because I said everybody in that division is way more talented than what their records say. And the Saints are wasting talent. The Bucks are wasting talent. Falcons wasting talent. Panthers, I'm surprised that they're as bad as they are with some of the talent especially, that they still have on that roster. Right, especially with the moves they made, drafting the young quarterback, like with all of that, I'm I'm shocked it's going the way that it's going. 
Right. And, and it, it's it's really it's paining me to see like that whole division just waste talent like that. Um, speaking of wasting talent. I won't really say wasting talent because I don't think that the Cardinals really wanted to win major this year. I think that their whole idea was just screw it. This, let's punt on this year and go into next year. Uh, but they lost to the 49ers. We kind of expected that 45-29. They put up a little bit more of a fight than what we expected by scoring, you know, damn near 30 points. Oh, but uh, I was kind of – the game that threw me off was that Cowboys-Bills game because I was not expecting Buffalo me. to just run through Dallas like that. I was not expecting that to be a 3 Literally, game. they literally ran – they yes. literally ran through yes. Dallas, and it yes. shocked me because I'm like, that after what they did to us last week, that's what shocked me because of how they beat us and just how they've been rolling. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that Dallas came when, but I'm not shocked because if you look at their road record, they have been ass all year. All of their losses have been on the road. So uh, I'm not let's shocked. see. Hold up, let me. Wait a minute. Let me go to the other standings because this doesn't show their splits. Let me take a look at their splits. That way, I'll be able to uh, like go over it. Because I, I always pull up the. I, I had the playoff standings up earlier. Okay, here we go. So they're three and four on the road, seven and zero uh-huh. at home. So yep. it, I mean, it's just like you said, like their ass cheeks on the road in like a Super Bowl contender at home. Uh-huh. At home, they undefeated. Right, and I didn't even realize their splits were that bad this year. I thought it was a little. I thought they had dropped the game at home for some reason, but I mean, they're literally the only undefeated team at home in the whole league. Everybody else has taken at least one loss at home this year, except for the Cowboys. Now. No, Looking the game at that actually didn't shock me too much was us and uh Seahawks. Bro, we we've been talking about this stretch of the Eagles schedule. It's been I think it was the Eagles, uh-huh. 49ers and Cowboys and Chiefs I think. There was like four teams that were that, it, it was maybe more. I think yeah. I know it was those four, but I, they had like a stretch in their season where we were just like, damn, this is going to define these teams season. Like this is going to separate the pretenders and the contenders right here. If they can get through these stretches at least 500, they'll be okay. And Eagles are going through it. Now the Cowboys are going through it. And it's like we saw this coming. But they still had a shot. Very much so. The, and see, this, yeah, this, is it where, was this is where the difference I see between Eagles and the Cowboys. Bradbury. This is where I see the difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Cowboys got worked, right? The Eagles got worked two weeks in a row, and then they come back, and they like, nah, we're not having that shit. We, if y'all going to beat us, y'all going to have to grind it out and beat us. And that that's how the Eagles chose to do it. And even though they still lost, I give them props because if you think about it, a team that's that high and mighty and you get knocked that far down your perch, late season and you got a team that's coming after you 
you would think that they would fold again, but they chose not to fold. And they're like, no, we're not going to fold again. We're going to come out here and we're going to play. But my thing is, is as an Eagles fan, this is what I wanted to ask you. And this is why I made sure I went from the top down on the schedule to make sure this was one of the last games we talked about from this past week, because after the game, Jalen Hurts basically called out his team and was like, hey, yo, look, we got to show we want it more. So as an Eagles fan, I'm asking you, like, how do you feel when your starting quarterback calls out the team that way in, in a, after a third straight loss, albeit a close loss, still is three straight losses and the first two weren't close? I'm not mad at Jalen for calling everybody out because, first off, the man was sick. This was his flu game. Right. The man was sick and came out there and he balled out. A couple interceptions, but mm -hmm. he balled out. He had us winning the game and the defense sold him out. The defense sold yep. him out. I mean, I'm not mad at him. He didn't call out the defense. He called out the whole team. And I feel like as the leader – that's exactly what he was supposed to do. Because even on offense, there was there was things that could have been corrected. Yeah, we were in the game, but we should have been up by more. And then on the defensive side, it, it's it's the same thing every week. It's the D-backs. It's not the linebackers. It's not the D-line. I feel like they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're stopping the middle now. Uh, it's those D-backs. Our D-backs have been weak all season. All season and Bradbury let in and uh and Jigma Smith kill him. Kill him. He got beat on the previous play by um by DK up the up the side. And then uh and Jigma Smith got him for the touchdown. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's like, is there any our D backs are just weak? And I'm gonna be honest, we were talking about this in our in our Eagle group chat, but this is one of those, like, it's at least going to be, a, a, if not a first round, depending on who we get, a second round exit. I don't, this isn't Super Bowl. I mean, I've seen, I've also seen the Giants have an eight, eight, nine, and seven season and go and win the Super Bowl also. So mm -hmm. I, I've definitely seen the Giants squeak into the Super Bowl and then, I mean, squeak into the playoffs and then make the Super Bowl. But I, as of right now, in our next three games, relatively easy uh giants cardinals giants should be easy i'll say that but you never know how it's gonna go and what's gonna happen yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult man just this stretch of the season right now just what i'm looking at like it's not gonna be a cakewalk because there's teams out there that you think you you look at the standings right now. Like, let's just hold on. Let me go back to the playoff standings because that shows me what teams at the bottom of each conference. But you look at let's say a team like the Patriots at three and eleven, the Jets at five and nine, Titans, Chargers at five and nine. You look at those four teams, and if you have to play one of those four teams down this stretch, and especially if you're one of those teams that's already in the playoffs or guaranteed to make a playoff spot or you're trying to clinch or, or whatever, I don't want to play any of those teams because Bill Belichick coaches one, and 
a Bill Belichick coach team, I don't care if he's old and senile and, and him and the team are about to part, whatever. That's still Bill Belichick on that sideline. He still has some pieces in. He still has some some some. He, he's a good football coach. The Jets have a lot of talent and should be way better than what they are. And we're a quarterback Achilles away from being a top contender. The Titans just beat the Dolphins and proved that, like, hey, we can hang in there with some teams. And the Chargers should be a hell of a lot better than what they are right now. We look yeah. over in the NFC. The Panthers beat the Texans earlier this year who are in the playoffs, and they just beat the Falcons who are game out of the division lead, although that division is terrible. Still, they just beat a team who's a game out of the division lead. The Cardinals, they lost by, you know, 16 points to the Rams, but with Kyler Murray running around back there and you got some decent pieces on defense, like that team can scare you if they want to. Up until a few weeks ago. I was going to say, I think if Kyler would have played – a little earlier, like had he not been out so long, I think uh-huh. the, the the Cardinals may have had a better season. Because, I mean, it, as good as he is, it still comes down to continuity and uh, gelling and meshing together. And if that offense isn't running, they've had Dobbs, which they had Dobbs, and then uh, they went with the – did they go with the rookie or did Kyle – I think they went with somebody else for like a week and then Collar came in. So mm-hmm. there's no continuity there. There was too much, you know, shifting. So I don't know. I think they're going to ride with, with Collar going into next year. I don't think – they've also invested a lot of money into him too. And see, that's my thing. Like you can't just eject on a guy unless you're willing to take one hellacious of a cap hit. And if you're, you're going to draft a rookie, I think you can – if you believe in whatever rookie you're planning on drafting, I think you can take that cap hit initially just because, you know, you're not going to have to pay the rookie but so much. But if I believe right, Cardinals are at least a top five pick, right? I forgot exactly where, but I believe by record they're like a top five pick. Yeah, they're up there. But here's another thing. The thing that will handicap you in a situation like that is the fact that when you're trying to build the back end of that roster, you're trying to just fill in pieces around these rookies that you're going to be drafting. You're not going to have as much cap flexibility to do so when you have that, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 million dollar cap hit or whatever. If you try to eject on the quarterback too early into a a, uh, a major contract. But I'm just I, I don't know. Like I just know that teams at the end of this at the end of the season, they need to be a little bit more careful, a little bit more mindful. Don't take these other teams lightly because there's Somebody just you. Yeah, you you'll fool around and get got. Like uh we got this week's schedule. We got Saints uh Rams on Thursday night, which if you judge by this past week what those two teams did, you would think that this would be a good game. I don't know. I'm I'm not expecting it to be a good game. I'm expecting this to end up like 20 to 17 or something like that, kind of like that that Seahawks Eagles game or something. Um 
the two Saturday games, you got Cincinnati Pittsburgh, which mm. honestly, I'm expecting the Bengals to win that game. I'm expecting it to be a fight too. And then I'm expecting the Bills to mollywop the Chargers. For sure. For sure. Uh then we look at Sunday. We got Colts Falcons. I think that's gonna be an ugly game. Uh I don't I think Colts are gonna win it. Gardner Minshew has been playing lights out. And as we talked about this last week, I have been a Gardner fan. I'll reiterate yeah. that again. <laughs> From, I wonder. I've why. been a, I have been a fan. I don't know. But it, see, I was a fan of his when he was with the Jags, though. Like Gardner, and I didn't know too much about him. But as I watched him like play with the Jags, I'm like, he's good. He's a mm-hmm. good game manager. And he's doing the exact same thing with the with the Colts. Like he came in when that rookie got hurt, and he's yep. made it interesting for next year. Like they drafted Anthony Richardson, but now they don't really have to play him. They can they can Stop sit it. him for a minute. Stop they can, it. they can. And Anthony was playing lights Stop out. It. Anthony was playing very great. I'm not going to take anything. And I was remember when we were in our when we were in the chats and everything. Mm-hmm. I what did I tell like because DJ I'll say it, DJ was one of them. One of the people that was like, Anthony Richardson ain't going to da 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 I'm like, nah, whoever drafts him has something. Because I said the Colts in Seattle were the two teams I felt like he could go to and either he could play right away or mm-hmm. with Seattle, he could sit behind Geno. And if Geno started messing up, he could slide in. Same thing with the Colts because they went out and got Gardner. And I was like, okay, Gardner's actually a good starter. And he's good enough to where – they're going to win games where Anthony's not forced to, to come in. And during the preseason, they decided to go with Anthony, let Gardner back him up in the same sense of, all right, let's throw the rookie out there. If the rookie messes up, we have a good backup that can come in. Anthony ended up getting hurt more or less. And Gardner's been playing great ever since. Bro, I think it's still an interesting this. discussion going into the offseason because it's a battle. It's not a battle. That's Anthony Richardson's job. Gardner Minshew is just keeping the seat warm for him. You're going to do the same thing okay. like you did with Dobbs. <laughs> he gonna no, 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 no. The difference, <laughs> gonna, the difference is uh-uh, the difference, the difference with Gardner is Gardner's been consistent since the Jags. The only thing that he's kind of like uh oh what's my man that went to Virginia Tech that every time he go to a team he he's the starter for like one game and then uh Tyrod Taylor <laughs> Gardner miss you it's, he he's in that Tyrod Taylor thing where he goes to Teams that could use him, like even in Philly, he was with us. I actually liked him as the backup. I'm about to, I'm about to text Ahun right I didn't now. Want him that to be we the need starter. Gardner Minshew on the on the menu for the for the episode because um yeah yeah we hey <laughs> make sure <laughs> make sure that picture's up there. <laughs> I'm texting him. I'm texting him right now. <laughs> but I'm no no no. You, I should have told him. I I think I can't remember if we had Dobbs on one of the episode picks or not. But uh, I was like, I have damn, man, I wish we would have had one because I would have looked back at it and been like, yeah, see, told y'all. <laughs> but it, it was like 
I, I was saying this earlier in the episode. I was like, this kind of stuff happens all the time. And I said, these quarterbacks and these players that have them Phoenix rises and then they peter off and then they fall. I said, it's just like when you got somebody, whether it says lane, right lane ends, merge, half a mile. 1,000 feet, 500 feet. And then that person just stand there and they like looking at you like, you going to let me in? Hell no, I ain't letting you in. You saw that sign back there just like I did. I ain't That's letting me. you in. You're going to sit right there and wait for somebody so, else to let so you, you in. I ain't so doing it. So you're not going to let me merge? You're just going to speed up? I know. No. 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 Wait. Wait. That's crazy. Now I got to wait. I tried to tell parts. you to merge way back there. You didn't want to listen. You now I gotta, and Dre. Now I got to play hopscotch. This is crazy. Thank you. Look at my thumbs up emoji. <laughs> now I got to play hopscotch to try to jump in. That's crazy. <laughs> but the difference with, but I've said this, the difference with Gardner and Dobbs, Dobbs was, I, I agree. With, I, I give you what you said. Dobbs is a, was a fly overnight, you mm-hmm. know, uh, hot in the seat type of player. Like he was hot right now, right at that moment. And, and I mean, he was. he was. Gardner, and- only reason I'm higher on Gardner than him is just because, to me, from – and I've I've watched and, and seen Gardner is more consistent. The only thing is when he comes in, the person – he keeps the seat warm. You're right. Mm. So I think the only difference this time is he's competing with a rookie compared to proven players. Like, I, I'm not saying he can take the job, mm-hmm. but he's making a good case of why he could be the star. Not should, but could. It's a difference in the word. Should is like that. That's his job. Could he could potentially? What he's offense. doing is proving why he's a quality backup because he can come in and keep the team of. He can keep the team treading water. I'm trying to tell when you give a guy like that the starting reins, and he's taking all of the first team reps. He's the guy they bring to the podium after the game. He's the guy that everybody's looking to, depending on day in and day out. Water eventually finds its level. And there's a reason why he's on his third, fourth, fifth team or whatever. There's a reason why. There there isn't some great epiphany that guys have later on in their career and they turn out to be pro bowlers and all pros and whatnot. Unless you're like Rich Gannon or Steve DeBerg or somebody. Like that rarely happens. I'm just playing the percentages here saying that this guy came into the league as something. He had to prove himself. He couldn't prove himself and he's bounced around. He's done okay in some places and done some okay things, but he's not a starter. He's just not. But the one the I'm I, I got the text officially official today that I'm gonna be going to cover the uh the Browns when they come here to play the Texans. Okay. Uh now one thing that I'm not looking forward to is that the news basically already came out that C.J. Stroud is not playing again this week uh, because of he's still in concussion protocol. So 
I was looking forward to going to another game, seeing this guy play, and watch him develop. However, it is what it is. Davis, um, Davis Mills is backup, right? No, nah, they running it back with Case Keenum. Case Keenum, they started Case Keenum against the Titans, and that's okay. why, bro. I had a parlay going of uh, passing yards. It wouldn't let me do it because it was literally like it was minutes before the 12 o'clock games kicked off. So it wouldn't let me place the bet. Right. It does. I had I had the over on Case Keenum. He hit. I had the over on. um, Oh, gosh. Who else was it? It was somebody else. Uh, Tua. That's who it was. I had the over on Keenum, the over on Tua, the under on Purdy. All of those hit, mind you. And I had the over on, I can't remember, it was somebody in the Saints game. I can't remember if it was Carr or DeVito. If it was Carr, all of them hit, and I'm pissed because I missed out on some money. If it was DeVito, then he fucked me, and it didn't hit because I think he was supposed to go over. He was supposed to get like 181, and he ended up at 177. It might have been DeVito. I think that's what DeVito had, too. I th- yeah, no, I know that. I just can't remember which one because I had I kept trying to do them like 10 minutes or so before kickoff. And I'm gonna blame my homeboy Ron that I was on the phone with, and I, I hope he hears this. And I'm gonna send this episode to him because I'm gonna blame him. It's his fault because he called me because he's a Giants fan from Brooklyn to talk shit about the Giants and the Saints playing. I said, bro, this, this game is not gonna end well for y'all. I'm telling you right now. Da, 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 da. But if y'all have a chance, here's how you would win. You know, I'm doing my normal thing, just being fair and partial. Like, hey, my team, your team, but. Look at my team. Look at your team. He's talking shit. We doing the whole Italian thing. And it's like, ah. And I'm like, bro, I'm supposed to be placing my bets. Like, chill. Leave me alone. And it wouldn't go through. So he owed me some money, I say, for distracting me and me not being able to place my parlays this this past weekend. But, um. Looking at the rest of the games on Sunday, another sneaky good game to watch is going to be that uh, Cardinals-Bears game because I'm interested to see Kyler versus uh, Justin Fields. So I ask you this, uh, and I think I posed this question. It was either in the group chat or we were were, uh, on Discord, but Justin Fields. Mm Mm-hmm. If the, the Bears are gonna, they're clearly gonna have a top pick uh, as yeah. long as the Panthers keep losing. Do you? And I know with Sloan, you know our resident Bears fan. I know what he said or how he felt they should go. Mm-hmm. Do you think if because Ju- Justin Fields trade wise, I think there are a few teams that uh, Atlanta is one. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Washington potentially, depending on how they feel about Sam Howell. Uh, Minnesota now. Um, uh, I'll put it to you like this: as of right now, is he is he uh, trade worthy? And do you, 
And he's he he would definitely garner some interest. However, you're not getting I don't think they'd get a first for Justin Fields. I think at most they could hope for a second. I would say safely. safely I wouldn't give it a, a first third, maybe with a condition the, to get a second. I think that that if, something like that would be the deal, like a third. If he plays or does certain hit certain marks, then it could be a second. I think that would be more like. I wouldn't. I don't think I would want the first only because we already got a top first. So I wouldn't per se want a first back because in a sense, you kind of just want to get him off the books. Like you want a good mm-hmm. draft pick at least or maybe a future first. I don't it ain't even got to be a first this year. You can give me a first in two years or something like that. Like I'm cool with that. Um, just to get him a first later and like a second and third now or something like that, where I'm getting him off the books. I have my first anyway to draft the quarterback. Use that second and third, that extra second and third to get linemen and, you know, all of that stuff because they need they need O-line bad. They need O-line but more see, than any quarterback. But this is the thing, though. Like, nobody's giving up all of that for a quarterback that you've given up on. You're giving up on this guy. He was a top pick. I'm not about to turn around and give you more than what you paid for him for damage and used goods. It ain't going to happen. Is he damaged? That, I, I, I put it. I'm not saying damage. It's just like it's, it's like a car. If I buy this car brand spanking new, no miles on it, and I drive it off the lot, and then I come back a year later, even if I've only driven 8,000 miles on that car, I'm I'm not getting the same money that I paid for it or more. I'm not getting that. Cars depreciate in value. Athletes do too. Unless he's done something to raise his stock, they're not paying that much for him. So that's why I say, They'd be lucky to get a, a firm, I got a second-round pick, and I'm giving this second-round pick to you for Justin Fields. They're more than likely going to get like a third or a fourth with a condition to bump up around if he hits certain benchmarks. That's what this is going to look like. Uh, outside of that, I'd be shocked, outright shocked, if anybody paid more than a second-rounder for Justin Fields. I'm just saying he he's good. He has these skills and everything. But once you've basically exposed him to the league and and they see all of his flaws, despite not having the talent around him to flourish. Nobody's going to think that he still has all that hype he had coming out of Ohio State. The cover's been blown. There's film on him now. So much hype. Right. And so as of right now, the um, the the Bears still have the first overall pick. The Patriots uh-huh. have the second. Cardinals have the third. Uh, Commanders at the fourth. And the Bears again at the fifth. And you know what's crazy? It sounds like – so the, the Bears have the first and the fifth because of their, their overall record. Mm-hmm. So they could go – they could potentially trade him, go quarterback, potentially – they could go mm-hmm. O line and quarterback all in the first two first five. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they could go quarterback and wide receiver. Cause let's say Marvin Harrison Jr. decides to leave. They could go QB and uh wide receiver all in the first five. 
Because those yep. other three definitely would. If Cardinals are iffy, but Commanders and Patriots, I can see them going quarterback. I think Daniels. I think Daniels go. I think he goes Commanders. Only because, and I say it on here, I don't care what nobody say, Patriots ain't drafting a black quarterback. Uh, not to start. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, hey, but, in the but, way, he's not but, even the second quarterback off the board right now. I believe that after Caleb Williams, I believe it's Drake May. From uh, UNC? Uh, from, from UNC. And I, um, I, was, I seen something about uh, him falling to, it was either him or the Duke quarterback falling to, uh I believe it was the Giants. At six. Yeah, I think it was. I think him falling to the Giants at six. Because if you think about it. Which is crazy to me. You taking two two Duke starters back-to-back after what you've seen, Daniel Jones. I don't. But my thing is, I don't care about. And I like Jones at Duke. I don't care about the, the, the history of the quarterback. I look at. Does this guy fit what we're trying to do in our offensive system that we're running right now? I don't care about the history of whatever the hell, you know, quarterbacks did 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago from that school. Does this guy have the skill set that I'm looking for to run it in this offense and can we trust him? That's all I'm looking at. But but I but I like Daniel Jones coming out of Duke. When he got drafted, I said the Giants was the perfect place for him to go. One, because he had been in, he'd been around the Manning since he was little. So I was like, oh, he's just another man. And basically, he was Eli. To me, when I watched his game at Duke, he was Eli S to me. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's perfect for the Giants. He like would he, make good throws. But the, here's the difference with Daniel Jones. And I was just telling my homeboy about this because, like I said, he's a, um, He's a Giants fan. I said, bro, look, this guy is better than what y'all think he is. And y'all give him way too much shit. And there was a graphic. Jones is good. For, I'm looking for it right now. Because here it goes. It was a tweet, actually. And through their first 48 career starts, Daniel Jones has a similar passer rating, touchdown to interception ratio, uh, total yards combined passing and rushing, and the exact same yards per attempt as Trevor Lawrence. Through their first 48 career starts. Uh, matter of fact, Trevor Lawrence is 20 and 28 in those 48 careers, first 48 career starts. Daniel Jones is 19 and 29. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has so, an 85.5 passer rating. Daniel Jones has 85.4. They both have 55 touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually has two more interceptions, 35 to 33. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has 12,204 combined yards. Daniel Jones has 11,992. 11, so is it I, – I think I know what it is. All right. So it's the whole thing of – it's the divisions they play in. Hey, it's not only a, the divisions they play in. That's what I'm thinking but because it's if also, you look at it – 
is is also the talent that those guys are surrounded with and what they're doing with that. And what it up, looks DJ? better. It looks better on the Jag side because the talent looks better than the talent does. Exactly. But and that's why I say about the team too, because if you really think about it, the Jags, the Jags are um they they're making the playoffs. They are some of those wins he has are playoff wins compared to Daniel Jones's is more regular season. No, those are just regular season starts. Oh, that's not including the playoffs. Just regular season starts. Like I don't think Trevor Lawrence even has a regular season. Uh, I mean, a postseason playoff win, but yes, he just, against uh, Chargers. I think it was was it last year? Okay, At, last year when he beat them, he beat the Chargers in the <laughs> he beat the Chargers in the first round last year. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, my laptop just died. Oh wow! Yeah, well, I guess the battery went dead or something. I, I don't know why it went dead. Like it was charged. Okay. I thought it was charged. Okay, last year. That's what I thought. Last year versus the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. And I got the Chargers sitting right here. That's why the ring light went out because the battery, I guess it did die. I was going to hook mine up and then now I see the way the light is. I'm like, I don't need it. No, I'll be at like my in my breakfast area right by the living room in the kitchen. And so I I definitely need it. Yeah, I when we when we got here, I told I had told Shot I was like I don't know how the lighting is gonna be. Like, yeah, I figured it was gonna be better than it was in my mind house, which it is. I'm clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ is saying it right now. That 27 point come that bro. I I totally forgot about last season. Like I totally forgot about last season, and I was watching that game. The craziest thing about that game is when you. There are sometimes when you're watching and you're betting, right? And you can live bet a game while the game is going on, but you have to get the bet in while the line is up or wherever it is, over and under, whatever it is, right, at that point. Sometimes the money line isn't even available live. It, it, it'll just be the, 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 the spread and the total, right? And to watch where that live line went when they were down by, like, four scores, as they're making that comeback, bless you. As they're making that comeback, like I, I in my short like focus, like gambling, like watching live lines and stuff like that, I've never seen a line like change that crazy. Never seen a line change that crazy. But I mean, just this season in the league, honestly, we we're seeing like some really weird stuff happening. We're seeing like a lot of, a lot of like just like what the hell, like how did that happen? Like you look at the Texans right now as an example, they're eight and six, but they lost to the Panthers and the Falcons. Um, You look at like how the hell did, you know, at first everybody was like, how did the Chiefs, how did the Chiefs lose to the Lions? Well, now everybody sees, hey, the chief, the Lions are legit. And the Chiefs are suspect. And the Chiefs got some, exactly, they got some cheeks in their armor. Now we're starting to see why certain things happen and the way they played out and whatnot. Um, 
I'm not gonna if, lie though. If the season ended today, mm-hmm. I actually like a lot of these uh playoff matchups. So in the AFC, Baltimore is number one right now, so they will have a bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would get Indian, you get Indianapolis and Miami. This is as yep. of today. Yep. Um, you get Cincinnati and the Chiefs again, which wouldn't look the same only because Joe Burrow's out. So it should be a Chiefs win, but you never know. Um, and the matchup that I think is the best is actually the Colts and Jags. I mean, not Colts, uh, Cleveland and Jags. I actually mm. like that because of the way Browning's been playing. And he actually has Cleveland looking really good at nine and five. You mean so, Flacco? It's a fla- it is Browning Flacco. is in, in Cincinnati. It's Browning in Cincinnati. Yeah, Browning is in Cincinnati. Yeah. But no, like that's what I was saying earlier. Like Joe Flacco is just that kind of guy that comes in and he's a vet that still has some of that arm strength. He he's a grizzled vet, so he knows how to read defenses and whatnot. And he's he's the, he's the type of guy that he's not going to come in and do a whole bunch of flashy stuff to win you a game, but he's smart enough not to lose you a game. You know, he's not going to make stupid plays and stupid throws and stuff like that. And if he does, it won't be very often. So he's the kind of guy that's going to come in and he'll do you justice as a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, over in he's the definitely- NFC... If the playoffs ended today, uh, 49ers will get a bye. Uh-huh. We will see the Cowboys and the Rams in the first round in Dallas. Very interesting because that Ram defense is still stifling. Record doesn't, like you said, a lot of teams where it's like they record doesn't show who they are. The Rams mm-hmm. actually been turning it on these last few weeks. They have. I still think it would be a Cowboys win because they have that unbelievable undefeated record at home Uh and i think that game would end up turning like later on in the game where the rams defense would have to be out there a lot more than their offense and then their defense would end up getting tired whereas the cowboys offense would have a little bit more rest and i think that's where that game would end up changing uh we'd have the lions and the vikings i don't like that i don't like the the divisional game yeah, not just the divisional part, but just because of Minnesota. Like it, it's a clear Lions win, but I don't even think it would I personally don't think it would be a good game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't think so either. I, I well, I take that back. I'm sorry. I think it would be a good game, but again, I think that would be another game that they would go back and forth a little bit, and then eventually Detroit would establish dominance. It's just when when does Detroit establish their dominance over the Vikings? Is it earlier in the game or is it later in the game? Late in That's the how quarter. I think that one would end up going. <laughs> and then in the final NFC matchup, if the playoffs ended today, we'd have the Bucks hosting the Eagles, which I think is egregious as fuck because the Bucks are seven and seven and the Eagles are ten and four. That's the way but- the ball bounces. The Bucks are number one in a division, and we're not. So there's that. So, but I I would have us winning a tough game, um, maybe by a touchdown. Yeah, I would have the Eagles winning also by like a maybe one score kind of thing, like one or two, maybe nothing crazy. I, don't I, think, I was, think I think what would end up happening in that game, uh, the Eagles would go down and score to take the lead. 
Tampa Bay has some time left on the clock. They're going to try, try, try. It's going to be a fourth down. Baker's going to throw a bad pass. It's going to be incomplete, and the Eagles would end up kneeling out the clock. That's the way I think that game would probably end. I agree with DJ just said, too. Uh, Going back to that Dallas Rams game, uh, with Diggs out, Cooper Cup would eat. Oh, easy. Easy. And honestly, here's the thing. He'd have Bland on him. I would Bland or Gilmore. Yeah. So – even without Diggs, they still have – and I hate to give them props. You know I hate that star. I, so I know. I know. But I'm proud but, of you for being professional. And you're the professional one, not me. Uh, <laughs> you trying at least. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'll be wanting all my Dallas friends to watch sometimes just because this is the only time you'll ever hear me talk good. I told my cousin that this morning – hold on, what's today? But Yesterday. When he called me yesterday, no, today's Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday morning. He called me yesterday morning, and it was the same thing because he always got to call me after after the, the uh, Eagles lose. <laughs> but I said it to him. I was like, I was like, you know what's crazy? When I'm on the podcast, mm-hmm. I give y'all props. I talk yep. good about y'all. I'm yep. like, hey, y'all, da 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 da. But on Facebook and anywhere else, it's fuck y'all. It's fuck y'all to the core. I can't stand you. Can't stand you, your fans. None of that shit. But I like Diggs and Gilmore. I think they do. Their defense is good. I mean, not just what they showed last week. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened. I mean, with the week before. I don't know what happened last week with Buffalo. I think uh, Buffalo caught them sleeping and they never woke up. Yeah, that that's just... It, it was one of those things where, like, when you watching a, a, a boxing match or even a UFC fight, some sort of one-on-one combat type of sport, right? And you got a guy, and you're trying to feel out his power, and you feel his power, and you're like, oh, shit. Damn. He really hit hard. Like, wait a minute. I may need to reconsider some things. And then you're trying to go about your game plan, but it ain't really working because what you thought you could do, you can no longer do. Uh-huh. It's one of those situations like that. They... They were like, hey, we should be able to come in here and do this. And then when they could, they were like, oh, well, shit, what do we do now? They exactly. didn't have a backup plan. And on the road, that's just how they've been all season. So, Yep. That's why I say it's best for them to try to maintain the lead that they have now in the hope that if some way by some hook or crook they can attain that number one seed, that's going to be better for the Cowboys because I'm afraid that if they end up in that three C or less range, like let's say if the Eagles come back and take the division lead, I don't think the Cowboys would be long for the playoff simply As, based off of their road record this year. Especially with these last three games, I it favors ugh, it favors us more than them. Hopefully – you know, Jalen got in everybody ass paused the right way where, you know, they these next three should be the cakewalk that they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, between, you know, again, Giants, Cardinals, Giants should be a full cakewalk in all three. Divisional games are always tough, of course, but it still should be a cakewalk in all three. Uh, I believe winning those three because us and Dallas lost. Uh, but if you fast. look at it, too. The Cowboys got the Dolphins, the Lions, and the Commanders. And I think they can get mm. the Commanders easy. I think the Lions will be tough. 
Last game Miami's of the season in a divisional game, though? I still think Washington. I mean, Washington could catch them. Don't get me wrong. Washington, But for Washington, they do. So every year it's like that, though. Because Washington either gets us. It, I don't know. It's this. Uh, what did Adam Schefter say on a? Uh, he said it on um on Pat McAfee's pod Monday, I think it was. But you know, oh. the last game of the season is always a divisional game ever since the NFL changed the way they scheduled it a few years ago. So you're so always gonna way, have a divisional game. The way Schefter said it was like the NFL scripts. You know how the the fake NFL script. Oh yeah. <laughs> He was saying it like the NFL scripts this every year. And it's like that 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 last game of the season is like that game for everybody. But Washington always ends up playing somebody where they need to win that game for like seeding or whatever. And they always end up spoiled. They do it. They've done it to Philly. I've seen them do it to the Giants where Washington comes in and spoils whoever is supposed to win that. Who needs that game? So Dallas could lose all three. They potentially could. I don't see them beating. I think they can beat Miami. I just think Miami and the way they're playing right now, that defense is clicking. I don't think they will. And the Lions, I think they can catch the Lions. Um, The talk all season or this second half of the season has really been, from what I've seen between the Lions and Cowboys, and I think that game is finally going to show who's the better team. I've seen a lot of Cowboy fans say that they feel like the Lions are a better, like truly true football fans who are, aren't biased to the star have said that the Lions are a better team than they are. They're more consistent than Dallas has been. And, so, and, and the thing is, the reason why they're going to say that is because when you look at both of those team seasons, you don't see the the – up and down wins and losses on the Lions schedule as much as you've seen them on the Cowboys schedule. I think that's where a lot of that comes in at is when you look at both team schedules, you don't see like Detroit losing by three scores and then also winning by three scores within the same season. Mm-hmm. Like their first loss was uh, six points. Now, they got their head beaten by the Ravens. Yeah. You saw that one. But then their other loss, a touchdown to the Packers. And then their other loss was that 15-point loss, that abomination to the Bears. But it's like, okay, we saw that one game where the Ravens just, like, destroyed them. Outside of that, I mean – that game to the Bears, it, it, it got off the rails, you know, kind of to them. But you didn't really see the Lions, like, take you no know, really bad losses and just be like, okay, what the hell? With the Cowboys, they lost to the Cardinals in the third game of the season by 12 points. And at that point in time, everybody knew the Cardinals wasn't shit. They wasn't nothing. You take an early season loss like that. Two week, you beat the Patriots and then you backdoor and lose 38 to 3. I'm sorry, you beat the Patriots 38 to 3 and then you lose 42 to 10 to the 49. You know, you get two more wins and then you lose to the Eagles by five. You go on a streak and then you just got your head beat in by the Bills. Mm-hmm. It's like you saw them stumble early. 
a couple of times, get beat they, up, catch themselves, and then get it back together. Beat up late. And now with three games left, you got the and, Dolphins, Lions, and Commanders. And that's, two of those this teams is, are in the playoff picture, and the other team could play a sport. And not just in the playoff picture, they are in. They up there, not like at the bottom. They they're, they they're almost both. guaranteed a playoff spot, pretty much. Like both of them are pretty far up there. They're divisional leaders. If I yeah, both of them. Miami's leading their division, and so is uh the Lions. So yeah, I I see what DJ is saying where it says he, it comes down to who you trust more, golf or Dak. Th- that that I'm, plays a part in it. Now man, but, I'm gonna be biased, but I'm these two golf. defenses, these two defenses, they got something to say about this because make no mistake about it. Dallas has added stuff to that 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 front four to help that pass rush and that run defense be a little bit more formidable than what it's been in the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. And you look at what the Lions are doing on defense, it's a reason why Aaron Glenn is being talked about as a potential head coaching candidate in the next couple of uh, hiring cycles because of what he's been able to get out of that Lions defense. So there's a reason why those two defenses are performing the way they're performing. And the reason why these two teams have the records that they have, I'm not just going to let it all boil down to the quarterback. It's true. And and Hutchinson is a dog, DJ. Yeah, I was getting ready to get to him. But it's like those defenses are helping out those offenses, whereas before you would see it would be all offense and no defense, Uh, particularly I would say last season with the Lions and the last few seasons with the Cowboys. Not just that. I like uh I like LaPorter. I like that rookie. Uh tight end for for the Lions. I understand why they were okay with trading Hawkinson away uh to Minnesota. Even though he's had a better career, he's looking better with Minnesota than he did with the Lions. Mm-hmm. Even though he looked great with the Lions, he's looking even better with Minnesota. And he fits that offense a little better. But uh LaPorta has came in and and been a dog offensively. Blocking, catching, all of it. So since we're talking about different players and, you know, different things like that and whatnot, we got to get into Rashard Mendenhall's comments. I think that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got to say about that one, man. But I also agree with uh, whatchamacallit, like, bro, when you really think about it, on the surface level, when you first say it, bl- uh, black versus white Pro Bowl. Black players versus white players. First off, this is not segregation. Uh, but <laughs> Bro, this shit sounds you, so racist. Right. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny. so racist. <laughs> and it was racist as hell. But it's like, when you first say it, it's like, man, the niggas is going to wipe the floor with these motherfuckers. Like, right. We got, we got speed, power, da-da-da. We got the quarterback. But then when I watched, uh, what's his name, Break It Down, and he went, he was being funny. Will Compton? Funny. Bro, he broke that. Bro, Will Compton is funny. Yes. I love. I also love Busting With The Boys podcast, man. There, I've... I've been getting into more sports pods lately, of course, yeah. that's what we do. But I've been watching Busted with the Boys for a minute. Between them and uh uh Chad and Uncle Shay, them them are two of my favorites right now. <laughs> but um 
Yeah, bro. I mean, I feel like the the way Will broke it down, though, <laughs> the white boys gonna put up a fight. I like they tight ends better. They got about seven of them. The bruh. All the Wait. best tight ends are white. The hell? Bruh, they oh, can we literally got... put out a lineup. Because Darren Waller, right? Like he said, which side is he playing on? <laughs> do we gotta have a whole bro? Wait, we, are, is there a third team of mixed wait. players? One of the, the funniest comments I saw was said, uh, somebody said Pat Mahomes has to play a half for each team. <laughs> it was, but it was the way Will Compton said it. He said it just depends on how did he say it? He said it, it just depends on which side they they identify with more. I was like, what, bro? The whole thing was funny as hell though. But he right. Like if they if they feel like they more white, they over there. That's why I said which side is Darren. Hey Wall? man, I got I'm not gonna nah, lie. DJ. Uh-uh. I'm gonna be honest. They got their tight ends are, are bro, they got Kelsey, Gronk, Gronk. That's if Gronk well Gronk's retired, so we ain't gonna count Gronk. We they, Kittle. Kittle, uh Goddard, Andrews Goddard is white, Andrews, uh Laporta. Uh, Come on now. Talk, we just talked about two of them that's in the uh, damn north. Who we got? Who, who, what type? We got David and Joku, and I love him. Uh, Darren Waller, I he, guess, he, is on nope. our side. He, he ain't touching. Nope. He ain't touching them. <laughs> Bruh, our tight ends are not that good. That's two. I can only think of two. We got two. <laughs> I can't think of no. Now, on the defensive side, no, let, no, let's stay on off. Wait, wait, wait. We got Evan Ingram. Okay, I like Ingram. I like Kyle Ingram. Pitts. Kyle Pitts. We do got. But ain't none of these guys proven. <laughs> we do got Pitts. We got Kyle. Thank you, bro. Bro, they got Kelsey and Kittle. They got the two best tight ends in the game. Quarterback right now, wise, bro. I think I like our quarterbacks more because I'm probably either gonna start Jalen or uh. Or uh, what's his name in Baltimore? Bro, I'm bro. I'm I'm gonna That's put it me. to you like this. That's me. That, uh, bias. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Look, if it's I want a, if Mahomes. It's a Pro Bowl. The, I want Mahomes in the first half, and let them have him in the second half, because that will get a big enough lead with him throwing against the white quarterbacks to start the game. <laughs> So hopefully when he go play for their side, he won't be able to come back. Who would I start on the white side? <laughs> you clearly got to start Aaron Rodgers. Bro. You clearly got to start Rodgers hey, on the white side. Could, wait, no. Because you could st- I could make a case for Joe Burrow or yeah. Josh Allen. I'm starting, Pat, if he plays. This season, I could make a case for Brock Purdy to start. I could see Brock Purdy. I'll start Brock Brock is a better first-half player anyway, so I start him. Bro, Brock is having an amazing season, and Actually, people you really know what? sleeping on him. And, you're right. It's not being talked about enough. I'm going to just be real. And I hate to say it, but you're right. Yeah. I'm, I, like, I'm, I don't like saying it either because growing up as a kid, the 49ers used to kill the Saints twice a season and then break our hearts again. Like, no, like, I don't like the 49ers. Historically, and it pains me to say that, but dude is having a great season. It is what it is. But um, I I thought I thought it was funny. You no, nah, it, it was definitely no, nah, it definitely was funny. I I would love. I'm gonna try to do that on Madden. I don't know how, 
<laughs> but I'm gonna try to do a black versus white Pro Bowl. Like I'm really gonna try. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but bro, you know, know what you do. It was it was definitely funny though, cause this, but like this I said, is what once, you do. Once Will Compton broke it down, it was like mm-hmm. nah, the, the white boys they gonna make it a closer game than y'all think, especially on defense. They got that they got some D linemen. They got better O linemen. A lot of the best O linemen are white. If you want to be honest, bro, nigga, they got Kelsey. The hell and Kelsey Kittle. the best. Kelsey is no. I'm talking about Travis. He the best center. In the oh well, yeah, that one. Too. Hey, look, they got both of them Kelseys. Right, you got the they, brother blocking. I, and I mean, brother? they're one of the best at their positions. Yeah. Well, now the wide receivers would go crazy, DJ. That's what I was just saying. That's why I said I want Mahomes for the first half to start off throwing against the white corners. Yeah, because white, honestly, I think I they'll think they have, have like. Cooper Cup and Edelman and them playing corner because they, they ain't got no corner. I'm trying to think who's like a really good the last white corner. cornerback to start an NFL game because there was one that played recently this season. I can't remember his name. Somebody did it on Twitter or Facebook earlier, but the last white cornerback to start was Jason Seahorn. And it was like December 20, 2002. Hmm. Literally, the last time a white cornerback started in the NFL, I did not have a child that was born. Hmm. And now I oh, have yeah. one that's about to be 21 in April. Yeah, because Reed Blankenship is a safety. Uh, Jason Seahorn was a dog, Sloan. We're giving him his props. Trust me. I, I love him. No, no, no. He, definitely he was, was also a big corner. And I love big corners because they could go against those bigger wide receivers well, and shit. challenge them in the goal line. If the mixed boys got their own team, they might not be. I'm trying to think who else is mixed in the league, but they might be lit too. Hell, Mahomes is their damn quarterback. It don't matter who the fuck Bruh, you the ball to. You, you start uh, right there. A team of point fives. Already good. You 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 halfway there, right, right there. Because if you think halfway about there. it, <laughs> I didn't look. <laughs> I, de- I did not do that on purpose. That was an accident. I was not planning that one. I promise. But, like, legit, like, when you got a quarterback, a starting quarterback, that's most of your job done right there in roster build. I I swear to y'all, I did not. This is driving me crazy because I got, I've been eating French fried onions, and then I got crumbs on my mic. And the crumbs are white looking, and the mic is black, and it, my OCD just took over for a second. But anyway, like, the thing is, who is Austin Eckler playing floor? I look. That's what I said. I said, see the point five. We don't know. We don't know. We they don't lit. know. Hell, they we got the know. rookie uh and Jigma Smith. He mixed. He ain't all the way black. Exactly. Like matter of fact, know. isn't uh isn't CJ Stroud black uh mixed too? No, CJ black. He's fully black. Yes. I thought his mama. I thought his. I know his daddy black, but I thought his mama was white. Bruh, no, I've seen. I know mama his Stroud in person. She's black. Trust me. Okay. Oh, she, and, I thought, bro, he, he just likes like him. his mom and his dad are both tall. What about Bryce? No, Bryce is mixed. I th- I'm not sure. I, I, I think can't Bryce remember. Is. I think he is. I'm not sure. I believe. I think Bryce's mom is white. See, that's look at that. That look at the, that's the backup quarterback right there. I ain't gonna. Lie. I'll take Bryce. Bryce has looked okay this season. Kind of bad. Kind of good. He in the middle. He's mixed. See. He played mix. He is mix. It's great. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure the mixed boys have a lit team too. I'm gonna go through. No, I'm gonna this. I'm gonna take time this week and break this down for next week's show. Uh, we are gonna have black, white, and uh, a mixed team. Uh, I don't know if there's a fourth one. I can. It might be a Spanish team too. I don't know, or a foreign team, a hey, team of foreigners. If we if we went with like a foreign team, because one of the things that I was looking at as I'm scrolling through like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and everybody's talking about this and posting their teams and stuff like that, I'm like, wait a minute. What about the Hispanics, the Polynesians, and the Asians? Think about There's it. We not broke very this many down. Asians, but I mean, if you just took the Hispanics, the Polynesians, they got the best Asians, kicker, bruh. <laughs> Fucking like, uh, come, bro, bro. Vita Vea is their defensive tackle, and Tua is their their quarterback. I was gonna say the Polynesians is lit too. Kaimi Fairbairn is their kicker. They have a lot of niggas in the league. Bro, I'm just saying, bro. Puka Nua? I'm saying. Puka Nakua. Oh, my bad. Yeah, Puka Nakua. You got, uh, 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 what's his name? The kid from the Lions that just got drafted out of Oregon. Uh, Panay Sewell on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Frankie Nuhu, thank you, uh, uh they DJ. Have, they are lit on Killer, the and they got some the linebackers. Bro, uh-huh. they got some D-line and linebackers. You know what's funny? If we took this like to the NBA, I would take the foreign team over the black and the white team. What? Every kid. What? Nigga, they got Giannis and Luca. That's all I got to say. They're done. I ain't saying that. And if you really think about it, Canada technically is foreign. They got R.J. Barrett. Shea Gilders Alexander. Uh, what's his name that used to play for Memphis? That's in uh Houston now. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is Canadian. Yeah, that, that Canadian team kind of lit. You saw Man, what they did in uh, Joker. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Joker. Bruh. I'm taking a foreign team over the niggas. I, and look, bro. Okay, so Hell, Giannis and his brothers, because I got it on an international that, level. Wait, but not just that. When you say Giannis, Luca, Joker, Murray, yep, Murray. Jamal Murray is also Canadian, Canadian. and he's a half breed. I think he played for two teams. Look, what are we talking about? What are we really talking about? Perfect segue, also, because I think we were pretty much done with football. Bro, that Canada shooters team is back. not getting smacked. Shooters that, back. I'm sorry. Hey, shooter came back. <laughs> shooter's back. My dog shooter is back. Bro, shooter McGavin is back. Jai Wick. Ja Wick ja. is back in the NBA. And you know what? I had to sit there and watch that shit last night, and I'm like, Bruh. Bro, wait. So I'm 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 sitting there and I'm like, I'm I'm depressed because I got bad news about my car in the shop and everything. And I'm like working from home, and it's like, man, I'd rather be in the office doing my thing because like I feel better working in the office because I get more shit done and blah, blah, blah. and I'm just like ah. All right, I'm gonna watch these games and stuff tonight to 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 get, you know, back right or whatever. Pelicans playing John Morales. Oh shit, I forgot this game was on. I'll watch NXT later. I need to watch this Pelicans uh, Grizzlies game, right? No. No. Why did NBA I torture myself boy. like that? NBA, NBA job. job. <laughs> 
NBA <laughs> job boy is back. You should have went, bro. Nah, that, that like, ending, the ending to that game was amazing, though. I ain't even gonna hold you. It was, it perfect. was, it was crazy. I'm, it was uh, as a fan of the. You league, couldn't have wrote that any better. No, first game back. There's no way that line was amazing, bro. He had 35, six and. Four, I think, or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, bro, like you, you can't write it better than that. The game winning game shot winning. with no time left on the clock, on that the road, spin, dribble, spin, dr- oh my god! Like everything, everything literally just fell into fell play. into it was place. Hollywood. Yep. It was Hollywood. It was. The thing that pained me the most was this was the <laughs> seventh. I think it was this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can say seventh that. Seventh time the Pelicans have blown, I think it was like a 10 or 15 point lead this season. Yep. I watched the King. I watched Seven one of times. those Kings. I watched one of those Kings games where I picked them to beat the Kings and they were up. And then the Kings came back on them. Bruh. Like, just like I've gotten back into basketball in general. Like, Within the I'm last trying. year or so, this is about that time I usually do around Christmas, because that's when football season is starting to like take its shape. Usually, mm-hmm. once football season is over, which is around All Star anyway, which is mostly everybody. Like once football's mm-hmm. done, you can right. focus. You can give your focus a little more to basketball. You'll watch, but you just not as as Tune fluent until yeah, until around that All Star. Bro, time. I've been, and I'm not gonna lie. I told, I told my girl. I told my, I told her son this. I was like, like watching you and your cousins and stuff play basketball because y'all play the right way. And her brother, the way he runs his AAU program, like, okay, yes, this guy may be the best player on the team, but everybody needs to be involved. But at the same time, it's like we want to play good team basketball. But I know if this is my best player or these are my best players, I'm going to feed things through them when things get, you know, rough or whatever. Bottom line, they're all good, fundamentally sound, play the game the right way, got me back interested. Then I started watching the women's games. They got me back interested. And then I'm watching the way the Nuggets play, you know, on the heels of, you know, appreciating the way the Warriors have played and still being a fan of it, like, it's just like they, all of this stuff just started happening all at once. And I'm just like, okay, basketball is pulling me back in. Right. And like DJ said, I got league pass. So it's been fun to watch this year. I, I can imagine it's been fun to watch this year because I'm sitting here watching regular season games every night, every other night or whatever. And I'm just like, like, damn, like, I'm really enjoying basketball again. Like, last week or week four last week, we were talking about all them upsets in the NCAA basketball that they had that week. We're like, I think half of the top ten lost that week. Like, we had a crazy week in NCAA basketball not too long ago. And then in the the women's game, it, every week has been upsets in, in, in women's really college basketball. It definitely and So it, it's like we've we've seen, like, basketball as a sport itself try to elevate itself and try to keep itself at the front forefront of like hey we're here too and we've seen it across men's 
and women's basketball on the pro and on the college level. So let me ask you this, because um, I'm not – well, do you think Ja is back at a good enough time to get Memphis in a position to make the playoffs? I'm not saying be a high seed because anything mm-hmm. can happen. We've seen just the way the make NBA the playoffs. Been, yeah, the NBA has been very up and down all season for everybody, except even some of the top teams aren't playing like a Denver. They're not as they've lost some games that they definitely should have won. But that's the NBA. It happens. There's 82 games. You're not going to put be, it to you like this right now. Not every year you're going to get that perfect team. But right, right now they are. Six and a half games out of the 10 spot. That's not bad. That's not bad. With a lot of games still left to play. That is There's a hell of a lot of basketball left to play. However, the teams that are directly in front of them are the Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State's playing iffy. Utah also is playing iffy. Both have good rosters. Right. But they're not playing to their roster's potential. So exactly. I think Ja coming back. He's the, the one spark. team. Yeah. The one and team. And if you get in him there. and Marcus Smart, if mm-hmm. you can get oh. them two on the floor together. Man. And then you still got Derrick Rose that could potentially you could go small ball with at in that three man lineup and put Marcus Smart at the three. You could go D Rose could. come off the bench. That's who. And come in and fill in. Yeah, but for sure. The the, here's the thing: the Jazz. Yes, we we totally totally agree, DJ. Because I was saying that last night, and I was like, I I remember when Marcus Smart got hurt. I thought I had timed it up. Like, okay, they'll get job back, and then Marcus Smart should be coming back sometime soon. But I think he's still a little bit away from coming back. I think if they can at least. get in playoff contention um, or at least to that play-in, I think they'll get him back before that, but at a good enough point. I, I can't. I'm about to look it up in a little bit and see when he's supposed to come back, but the Jazz, there's rumors of um, them possibly looking to trade Mari Larkinen. They should. And honestly, if if they trade him, I don't give a damn what they get back. They're not going to be a better team than before they traded. So I think that'll drop them out of that, and that'll make it a little bit easier for the Grizzlies to get in. But now what you're looking at is between seven, excuse me, between seven and ten, you're looking for Pelicans, Lakers, Rockets, or Suns, who are all in that seven to ten spot in that order, to also fall off. For the Jazz to trade Larkin in and for Golden State to continue to fall off, for you to be able to elevate and jump over at least two or three of those teams. Hey, DJ, let me tell you something. I don't see it happening. I'm probably one of the biggest Jordan Clarkson fans, right? Loved him in L.A. I hated that we traded him. Loved what he's done since he's been gone. Uh, He turned up in Cleveland. Cleveland traded him to Utah. He's been turning up there. Got that second contract uh, with Utah. Good numbers. I was hoping that he had got traded last year back to L.A. 
I was hoping we were making that move to bring Clarkson back in. Clarkson has been a walking, consistent bucket Mm -hmm. on a horrible team. On a horrible team. And that's even when they even when they had the players they had. A walking bucket on a horrible team. Um he's one of and even John uh Collins. I mean, I didn't understand I somewhat didn't understand why Atlanta traded him, but I understood it was a numbers thing more than a talent thing. That his his trade value was up there and his his contract needed to come off the books for what they wanted to do down the line. Plus they had um uh, the big man uh, from Houston that they had traded for, but it it was stupid. But I mean, I like Clark. I like Clark. Um, shit. No, okay, Clark. I like Clarkson. The thing is, though, man, like he it, Jordan Clarkson is still good, but when you look at that team, Larkinen is more of the catalyst for that offense than Clarkson is, because Clarkson to me is more of a James Harden type of, you know, give me the ball, get out my way, and if I need you, I'm going to pass it to you. He can create his own shot. Right. He can create his own shot. He can also create for others, but his primary, like, skill that you count on that he's getting paid for is creating his own shot and getting his own shot and making buckets. But when you look at the rest of that squad, what do they really have where they can say, hey, these are our guys? And it's, but that that's the thing though. That's why Sexton was traded from Cleveland to Utah because they knew we'd rather build around Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell than Donovan Mitchell and Colin Sexton. That's why Sexton got traded because it's not likely that he's going to be able to take that next step in order for them to win. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but but overall, I love the way the league is going. It. it to me, and I keep saying this every week we talk about the NBA, it's crazy to see the Timberwolves and the Thunder at the top of the Western Conference. That It's something about that, watching the NBA for as long as I have, that shit still feels weird to me to see the T-Wolves and the Thunder at the top of the Western Conference. <clears throat> I know the Thunder used to be the Sonics, and I know the history and everything followed with that team or whatnot. But I know what that team was and what that team turned out to be. And then what they turned out to be was fucking terrible because they traded everybody and decided to scrap the whole thing, tear it down, and start over. And now they're almost like the Clippers of the early mid-2000s where they just drafted some guys, threw some shit against the wall, and finally it started to stick and work. And <clears throat> like you had pointed out to me a couple of weeks ago that that SGA started off with the Clippers and ended up trading him to the Thunder in that Chris Paul deal or whatever. And that's what, you know, kind of opened the door for him to be this guy because they didn't have anybody else. So they was just like, let's build around this kid and see what he can turn into. And thank God he's turned into what they thought he could, and they've added pieces around him. So now they're the number two seed in the Western Conference, and I, I love seeing that. I love the way the Wolves are playing right now, too. Bro, you know, and when people say they're not going to make this two big man system work, 
they forget that that cat is a stretch four. We said it last week, bro. That we we I feel like we've talked about this like since last season or and something. When Anthony, he first started saying he's the best shooting big man ever, and Anthony Anthony Edwards is a dog. He's showing he's a dog. He's what? playing like a dog. Speaking of Anthony off Edwards, the court. speaking, he's a dog. I, about, I was about to say. <laughs> hey, bro. He told that he told that girl, I'm gonna just give you a hundred K. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what you call a segue. Boy, I'm a professional. I, I've done this a time or two. Because <laughs> on the rundown, it says, hold up, I want to read. It says, other sports news and notes. <laughs> That man said you can't force a baby on nobody. Hey. <laughs> that whole text thread. Hey. That short text thread. That man said you can't force a baby on nobody, man. He said, I gave you a honey K to get all right. First off, ain't no abortion oh, of honey K. These these rich niggas is giving Ooh. up contract numbers for these women to get rid of babies. <laughs> No, he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong at all. Bro. These niggas is giving they, he, he, they are giving these Bro. hoes NBA contracts to get Bro. rid of these babies. It Bro. is crazy. hundred K is bruh. It dudes, only take like bruh. it don't even take it take about three. It don't even take three to get rid of it, depending on how bruh. far it's only like five hundred. Bruh. They they got dudes in the G League that don't make what these women is making by sticking these just dudes to get an, just to get an abortion. Bruh. Bruh, Bruh. it wait, only takes about five. So now oh, she got nine hundred and we got nine thousand five. We got even more crazy athlete baby mama news and all that. I got two of them that popped up like just today. Oh, what I miss? Because I I won't really bruh, oh my bro. Mariah Mills put out another video about Zion Williamson today. <laughs> oh yeah, because he do got he do got uh both of the girls pregnant at the same time. Is she oh, really pregnant? Wait, no, bro. She's not okay. Pregnant. I didn't think she, I didn't think she was because I Bruh. remember we were waiting to see if she really wait, was. Wait, hold up, DJ. I'm getting to that. Like you, you, you put you you putting the cart ahead of the horse. Slow he, down. What? I'm getting to that. Damn, you blowing the cover. So wait. Bruh, not only did she put out a video, but what she said in the video was kind of true because she told the nigga to hit the treadmill, put it on level three on something 12. No, put it on speed level three and on level 12. And you need Ain't to fire. hit it for about an hour so you can lose some weight. And you need to stop drinking sodas and you she need to practice fire. threes because all you do is dunk. <laughs> Bruh. Like, but did she lie though? But, but she did. <laughs> That's what made it worse. Because <laughs> she told the truth. <laughs> hey, this shit is comedy to me because I'm like, bro, how do you fall for this woman like this? She looks like some sort of, she looks like a bad cartoon. Hey, bro, every. And I'm gonna keep it a honey, man. The this chick is, that, the this chick is the part that where we turn into. Had to pay off. 
What? She was like already a, 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 a cartoon or something. Yeah. Ant Man said, "F them kids." Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Like these niggas be getting the wrong bro. porn star, Instagram model. I have dreams of being a rich nigga one day and throwing money at my uh, favorite porn star to see what happened. But now these niggas got me rethinking all of that. Like, nah. Bruh, I also like the right ones. I, Let's talk I, about. I want to be. I want to be out the way. I don't want to be famous. Hey, look, I'd rather I'm be. Tell you something, though. I, look, if, I don't want none of that. I, no, no, no. I don't Keep want the fame. Problems. No, no, no. I don't want the fame. I want the money, but I want the threesome with Demi Sutra and Kira Noir. That's it. That's all I want. Maybe throw oh, Tiana Trump in there for a foursome. But other than that, I'm good. I got a five and six of them also, but we ain't going to talk about that right now. We're talking about see, something different. See, but see, I just want to be rich. I don't want to be famous, but these, I picked the right ones. These are the correct ones to do these things with. These niggas, now I'm not going to lie. I Before this whole thing, I wish, uh, which one call it, would come downstairs because I make this joke all the time about Mariah Mills. I'd be like, damn, I'm trying to knock down the whole family because you know her last name Mills. So I'd be oh like, damn, I'm trying, to, gosh, I'm trying to knock the whole family down. I was a this huge guy. Mariah Mills fan. But now, <laughs> this shit, I don't even look at her to say, I can't even, I couldn't even watch a video with her no more. Bruh, I'm the same no more because now I know your personality outside of what you do and I don't like it. I don't, I never want to know their personality or who they are in real life. It, it messes up the fantasy. I'm gonna put it to you like this. It dilutes it. Like you know how we hear about like the the wrestlers nowadays backstage, how they be into their video games and their little hobbies, and they make their TikToks and all that kind of shit. They do their little stuff. That would be me. Like old me, back before social media me. If I was that age, being a pro athlete me. That's why God didn't make me a pro athlete because he knew I would have been a damn fool with all that money at that age. But like now, nah. Mm -mm. Uh, man, look, leave me alone. I don't even like people like that. Like, man. Look, I, I, I just be like, look, just leave me the hell alone. Leave. I'd rather have my peace over anything. Anything. Like, if it's going to cost me a peace of mind, I don't want it. And that's just where I'm at in life right now. Because I'm like, look, that peace of mind is everything. Everything. But um, this is my favorite part of the program. Uh, where we get to just go off about whatever we want to go off about. Hey! It's the birthday boy. What up, birthday boy? <laughs> he said he's the prince. You're the prince? Yeah, you're right. Give him a thumbs up. Thumbs up. No, the thumbs up, man. Thumbs up. Look. See? Look when he does it. <laughs> you see it? <laughs> see the bubble? Let me do it again. Let me do it again so you can do it again for him. Uh, man. You see it? <laughs> All right, go, go upstairs. I'm coming. Bye bye. Go show mom, bro. When you told me it was his birthday, I was like, it ain't no way he gonna be sleep tonight. It ain't bro, no way he, he been... gonna be sleep tonight. <laughs> Niggas is hazardly horny out here, <laughs> brother. Uh, 
I just have the platform to talk about this now. But we all, everybody wow. has porn star dreams of like actually said, hazardly their porn. favorite porn star or stars. Mine just happens to be two that already do videos together. So, and they, they do lots of threesome videos together. Why not with me? That's all I'm saying. That's hey, all. That's it. I'll That's be it. real. That's it. I met one in person years and years ago at a at a oh, radio met, station event. I met a lot of them. We used to bring them out and, there all the time to host parties. And the thing was, was like after meeting her and like interacting with her or whatever, and then like hearing stuff, <laughs> it's like I'm good. Cherokee to ass. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, meeting, I'm good. I'm not gonna lie. Me and Cherokee in person, <clears throat> I was ex. I go say excited. I was, I was hyped. I was like, oh Cherokee, she lit. I love her. Da da da. Can't wait to met her in person. And it's not. They don't look the same off camera. Bruh. There's quite a few of them that do not look the same off camera. And it's like, bruh. The only one I met Tiana Trump. She looks the same. Like she literally mm-hmm. looks. Exactly what you see. She doesn't do a lot of makeup on camera. Mm-hmm. She doesn't in real life either. So she looked the same. And uh, Roxy Reynolds. Roxy looked exactly the same off camera because uh, she still wears makeup off and she wears makeup on. Mm-hmm. But um, Roxy looked exactly the same. Now, the one like video chick, model chick, porn star, whatever that I did meet or see recently was a couple years ago. Uh, I bumped into uh, Melissa Ford. I was about to say, I met her a, a while ago. <clears throat> yeah, that was I bumped dream. into Melissa Ford a couple years ago. That's uh, my favorite video, Vixen, from back in the day. Yes. <laughs> she was She best. was crazy because when I got to the little spot, it was, it, was, it was my birthday party that year, and my cousin was happened to be in town, and he got there before we did. He's sitting at the bar. I come in. I'm sitting in the little guest waiting area or whatever. And he was like, hey, cuz I'm over here at the bar. He was like, you'll never guess who this chick is sitting over here by me. I was like, I look over there because, you know, we texting each other. I'm like, okay, whatever. Regular chick. Who, who cares? She look good, though. Nigga, he said, that's Melissa Ford. I said, wait, the Melissa Ford? He was like, yes. I got to text my cousin. I'm like, hey, wait, because you didn't tell me Melissa Ford was going to be here. She was like, I don't. She was like, who is that? I was like, that's the chick, the video chick. She was like, oh, who's performing? I was like, I don't know. You got to ask because her homegirl, you know, is the manager. Oh, okay, Yeah. Well, she's there with the guy that's singing tonight, the guy that's performing. I'm like, oh, okay, bet. <clears throat> I tell my cousin, bro, neither one of us got a shot. She's there with the singing nigga. He was like, oh, okay. Bro, that woman in person, I believe it still looks as good as she does on them Photoshop pic. I promise you. I believe I it. Promise you. <clears throat> I believe it. And and it was just crazy to see her like up close in person, like right there within arm's reach, like right in front of me or whatever. And like, you know, to see her look pretty much the same 
or not that much different or not that far off from the way she looked way back then. I don't know what she drove Sloan because I, I ain't stick around to see what vehicle they got in <laughs> or, or whatever. So I don't know. I cannot confirm nor deny Melissa Ford drives a Honda Accord. Hold on. I, I got I two of them. I cannot confirm nor deny. I got two. So the first one, Sloan, when you met Pinky, was she Pinky or Thumb? There's a difference. Was she Pinky or Thumb? Which one was she? And I know I'm not an alpha. God I'm not an damn alpha. it, Keith. Was she Pinky or Thumb? I don't know. Which one was she? Also, the funniest shit ever was my sister FaceTiming me. This was years ago. And she was on the bus. <laughs> she was on the bus with Brian Pumper. Wow. Because this was his car had broke down. Because remember, everybody knows Yo. Brian Pumper, he had that broke down Honda. That's what made me think about that. Because you said something. Yo. Uh, Sloan asked about the Honda Accord. He had this Honda Accord that he was driving around. And I guess yes. it had broke down. But the nigga was on the bus with my sister. Because she FaceTimed me. She was like, I think I'm on the bus with Brian Pumper. <laughs> <laughs> So then she FaceTimes me and she's like sitting across from him and she's like I'm looking I'm like yo that's B Pumper yo she like hey she did she did she did one of these she was just like like on her phone like (laughs) I'm like I'm like yeah that's that Lloyd Banks 50 cent looking nigga yep that's Oh, she was Pinky Pinky. Got it. Okay, okay. Okay. Pinky Pinky was fire. I ain't gonna lie. I make the joke about her being thumb, but yeah, she's still Pinky. I I still take her down. Oh, I still, I don't know, man. Bro, I don't know. And I I like some thick. I like I like off, some thick. I don't off know. air conversation. Off air uh, conversation. Off air, behind the scenes. This see, I can some conversations we can't pull the curtain back on. We gotta keep the curtain closed because y'all can't hear all this shit. I can, because we not trying to get canceled. We can have these conversations later. (laughs) I can, but um, (laughs) my sponsorship deal ain't came through yet. (laughs) I have these conversations out loud with everybody. I get away with this. Look. The other uh, the other side hustle I had is no longer, so I can be a little bit more egregious. But the other side hustle I still got, I still gotta be somewhat tame, somewhat. They 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 let me still be egregious, but just not as egregious. So <clears throat> I believe B Pumper a cool dude, man. He just he do corny shit, but yeah. ain't nothing funnier than that nigga cracking <laughs> cracking eggs over his ass, bro. Bro, it <laughs> it be like. Bruh had a carton of eggs, dog. It's just like, mm. like sometimes, like you just be like, it, it's like some of the stuff. Cause like I'll hear people talking about this stuff or saying, I'm like, what are y'all talking? Like, what we? And I'm like, oh, you don't know? Like, oh. And then they feel me, and I'm like, cool. I'm glad I learned secondhand and not firsthand. Appreciate <laughs> it. I'm gonna stay away. But um. We've been trying to get to the ranch for like the last 10 minutes and it just it, it devolved Man. into something totally different. <laughs> but the shit is funny and it's entertaining, so we gotta keep y'all laughing and entertained. Happy. However, this is my favorite part of the program. 
because it, it allows us to go off and have our tangents, whatever it is, what have you, about what is bugging us throughout this week. And I'm going to take the lead this week because it like this week, I just felt like, you know, it was light and it was fun. And I really don't think Rashard Mendenhall meant anything by it. And I think that people got themselves worked up in a frenzy. And I don't, I, I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like people, people just ended up like working themselves into a shoot and, and didn't like this shit. Right. And I'm just the kind of person where like, <clears throat> I just think that everybody needs to lighten the fuck up. Let's just be real. I just think that everybody needs to lighten the fuck up because here's the deal. He may have like said it in a way that you didn't like or offended you or um, <clears throat> you didn't really want to hear it or anything or whatever the hell you want to call it or whatever. But I don't think he meant anything by it. And if he did, the, the, the funniest thing that happened is if he did mean something mean, malicious or racist behind it, everybody else took it as a joke and ran with it. You know, Keys, you and I, we talked about how much Will Compton and and guys like that did. And uh, Delaney Walker even put out a tweet where he was like, hey, yo, like, look, this was one of the hardest things I had to do. You know, whatever, whatever. Like, really sit there breaking the teams down. Like, bro, bro he, who would he, I start? Like, bro, Delaney Walker put a starting lineup for the offense and defense. I re- I think I'm really gonna sit down and think about that this week for next week's show for like, real. Cause I, like, I'm at the point now when I saw like I, I might saw, do the NBA too just cause. I ain't gonna lie. Right. Like we talked about this earlier and we were like, hey, we should do this for the NBA too. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And they literally used to do, uh, I want to say it wasn't the All-Star game, but it was like the Futures game. They used to do USA versus the world. Yep. Then they went back to the uh, rookie sophomore. They've done this before. They've done something similar before. It may not have just been black and white, but I mean, when you think about the sport of football, it's made here in America. It's primarily played here in America. Nobody else really plays this sport but us. 90-something, 90% of the league is either black or white. The closest thing to it is rugby. And there's a couple of rugby players that converted uh in the NFL, a couple tight ends, some thank you defensive players, but mostly it's all Americans. Bruh, uh, my, my thing is is like uh, there's a lot of things that yes, there's still some things that we should be offended by in this country and in this world. Yes, there there clearly is there's still some blatant racism, socialism, classism, 
ageism. There's a lot of isms that should be pissing us off that, that people still do out there. But don't look at this tweet and try to make some bigger thing out of it and try to make some grand like, oh, well, this guy, oh, he's trying to be divisive. No, that is not what this was about. And like I said, even if Richard Mendenhall, the guy who put the tweet out himself, meant it that way, nobody else took it that way. Okay? So there's a lot of times where we should really lighten the fuck up and chill the fuck out and sometimes laugh and make fun of our differences instead of arguing and bitching over them. And maybe we could come together on some shit and help progress things instead of being so op oppositional to one another. Like there's sometimes where it's okay to laugh and make fun of some things and make light of a situation, especially if you're going to use that as a catalyst to do some good. It got a conversation started. People started having fun with it. There's jokes being made, memes, TikToks. There's all sorts of content being created out of this one tweet that's far more entertaining than the damage that some of y'all, quote unquote, think that this tweet has done or will do. So just chill the fuck out. I bequeath my time. Shout out to the homie Trey D because he got me doing the Trey D hands. Every time some stupid shit happened, I just... Hey, fuck it. It is what it is. Japan had a pro football league? That's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah, they, bro, they do. It's, it's not... Like a, a huge league or a bunch of teams, but they have some teams over there that play. <clears throat> Keith, yeah, you got a rant for this week? I don't, man. I've been moving and <laughs> doing shit. I don't. Bruh. I'm going. I'm sure something will piss me off for next week, though. That shit is so dope. Bro. I mean, my, like... I probably still got the same. <laughs> honestly, I probably still got the same rent from last week. The Eagles are still pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> in a row now. Bruh, this week it... looked better. It's the, I think, <laughs> oh, you know what? I it it's still the defense. The defense still pissing me off. Uh we switched coordinators. Yeah. Uh and it it didn't look better. It looked the same. So it ain't the it is not the coaching. It's the damn players. I, Bruh, I'm with Jalen. Y'all just need to figure it out. It's like it, that it's man like, played honestly, a flu game, and you niggas couldn't have his back. But he he literally put his life on the line for y'all, and you couldn't have that man back, bro. Like what, he what easily could have sat out and let uh, Mariota play, and then we would have really been complaining about fucking Mariota. Even though Mariota, I like Mariota, but I still. think Marcus would have came in and did a decent job. I really I, think Mariota would. I think came it would have been a decent job. Because we got Jalen at about 60. I'll say a good, maybe 50, but at, at best a good 60, 65 percent. I'm gonna say probably 75. Yo, you can see it in his face though. When they when every time they pan the camera to mm -hmm. him after a play, oh, you can see it in he his face. He was hurting, but you but here's the thing. When when you get in those fluids and those IVs, or like they give you um 
they not gonna have him drink like an energy drink or nothing like that, but they'll probably give him like a B12 shot or something like that, maybe, or make him drink some coffee or get some caffeine in him or something like that, some kind of way. Like those little caffeine tabs and shit like that. Like there's different things that they'll do to try to make sure you're hydrated and, and energized and whatnot. And they'll they'll totally change your diet, everything to make sure you're as well as you can be. So like the 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 medicine and the nutrition factor is already going to be there. It's just how does your body respond to everything? And and I really think that he responded pretty well physically even though he may not look like it, but he responded pretty well physically considering that he was downgraded I want to say Sunday morning or so. He was so, Sunday morning. Right. So That's to say a little over 24 hours later, he was able to play the way he did. I'm, 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 I'm kind of shocked, but not really because I know like what they do to make sure they help to get these guys ready as far as like health and nutrition and stuff. Like they sure. have literally the top doctors, nutritionists, and everybody like that in the world working on whatever it is that they have. You know, injuries, sickness, illness, whatever it is, they literally have some of the best in the world working on these guys. So it's like. If they're going to play and they're going to go out there and perform, they're going to be the best that they can possibly be under the condition. But I, I, I feel you, though, because, like, I know what it's like to have a quarterback to go out there and play his ass off and then the defense lets him down. Trust me. Bro, the defense sold him. Not even going to say the defense. Bradbury sold that man out. Two plays in a row, bro. DK beats him up the left line. And Jigba Smith beats him up the right. And I'm like, why was he on either one of them? If he got beat on the first play by DK, why would you think you're going to go over there and jump on the nice young rookie who's been playing real good? Well, I'll I'll put it to you like this. The thought process is, DJ said, I told you all about Brad Brady. Bradbury has been playing very good the last few years, especially later on in his career. The thing is, is like when he got beat, he was beat, but he wasn't like left behind to where they just burnt him. They had to make a contested catch over him. So it wasn't like he was just like burnt toast. But the thing is, is when a guy makes a catch over you, it doesn't matter. It's like he caught it. He got this first down in this big chunk yard display, and then he, this other guy, he caught it, and he got the, the go-ahead score. So it's more or less like we don't care where you were in coverage. We just know you got beat. Yep. But I, I, I look at he was right there playing great defense. It was just a better throw, better catch. So I know, you know, you a fan. DJ is critical and stuff like that. Like, I just look at it like, yeah, he got beat, but – he was in position and as long as a guy is at least in position like i can't ask for much more than that i can't i can't expect them to get a pick every single time or or a a, a pass breakup every single time that's not gonna happen as long as he's in position to to make a play i'm cool with that and sometimes you just gotta live with getting beat it's just tough like you said when you get beat on back-to-back plays to lose a game I'm That's not. when it's like, this, is, this ain't just this week. It's three weeks in a row, Bruh. In, in three in, games in, that we arguably, I ain't, I'm not mad at the 49er game. 
mm-hmm. because I expected I expected some get back from last season, right? Mm-hmm. The Dallas one, I'm shocked, but not shocked. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked by how much. Not that we lost, but by how much. Just because we always split one and one. I think this was a good year to beat them uh, and go 2-0. and But also last year was a good year to beat them and go 2-0 and we split one and one. But this Seahawks one? Even though the Seahawks took Dallas down to the wire also. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm not shocked. But they did they did it with their starting quarterback. They beat us with the backup. So there's that. Yeah. If, it, it just... I'm gonna be honest, if we drop, in my personal opinion, if we drop even one of these last three, we're going home first first round. I feel it. First round. Hey, I, I don't Dallas going home I second, but we we going we going home first. I don't think the Eagles gonna go home in the first round. I think I think they'll win whatever their first round matchup is if they don't secure that number one seed. And if they do drop a game, it'll be after they advance. I I, I just don't see the Eagles losing I in the first round if they have if, if they don't we, get the bye. If we get past the first, now we ain't getting the bye. I don't see us going number one. Um, I think the 49 is pretty much locked up at first seed for the most part. Um, but I think I want 49 or second round. I don't want them in the NFC Championship. I want them early. I want them early. Get the So you think you think the Eagles have a better chance of knocking the 49ers out if they play them early rather than if they play them in, yep. the, in, the, in the, the Because game. 49 that it's more of a momentum thing, right? So going if you getting back to the NFC Championship and us playing them again, mm-hmm. it's kind of like how they played us early in this uh, a couple weeks ago. They have a chip that that NFC Championship one is more of a chip on their shoulder because of last year. They didn't really get that chip off by beating us a couple weeks ago. It, it, it You started moving it, but it's still there. Beating us in the NFC Championship game gets it fully off because you're vindicated from last season. Compared I don't, to I don't we get them that, in the second round, I think mm-hmm. we could catch them in the second round. I don't think that they look at it like that. I think that they're going to see this game as like, okay, we're playing this team. It's in the playoffs. We need to win this game. <clears throat> I don't think that they would look at like last season and bullet board material from last season and previous seasons and stuff like that because number one, you get roster changes, coaching changes and whatnot that happen between the seasons that will change the dynamic of the team from season to season. You'll get some of that left over, but just looking at the way this team is this year versus what this team was last year. I just feel like there's, there's different teams there, especially in San Francisco, more than Philly. Defense is so much better. uh, Right. And mostly because I don't think that they'll let that. Yeah. I don't think that they'll let that linger over. And, and and affect the way they look at and or prepare or play play that game come the playoff time whenever they play. Now what only I do reason look I say at that and, is because I look at the comments before that 49er game this season mm-hmm. and then right after. Brock Purdy probably was the only one that did not care about the the pre the the regular season game. The mm-hmm. rest of that team did. 
Brock but, Purdy was more or less like they beat us in the NFC Championship. We beat them in the regular season. It's not. But the, here's even he here's, said it, it's not the same. Here's what I'm getting at though, and like I originally was starting out saying that the Eagles could still try to get that number one seed because Christmas Day, the 49ers have the Ravens. New Year's Eve, they play at Washington. Last game of the season, the Rams. That's not a cakewalk these last three games of the season by any stretch of any imagination that you could have because you're playing the number one seed in the AFC, a sneaky team in the NFC who's down, but who has some talent and some capabilities still. And then you're playing a divisional opponent who should have been in the playoff mix before whatever reason, talent, injuries, you know, salary cap, whatever otherwise, is not really in the playoff mix your last game of the season. Don't take any of that lightly. Even if they go 3-0 and in those games, they're not going to come out those games looking like, you know, shining metal. They're going to come out those games kind of banged up, I think. So just to close everything out, at the end of the season, there's still a chance for the Eagles to come back and win that number one seed. There's still a chance for the Cowboys to redeem themselves and get that number one seed. 49ers could hold on to it. It's I love the fact that we have this kind of parity in football. And then, like we even talked about in the NBA, what we're seeing in the NBA with the T-Wolves and the Thunder being the top two seeds in the Western Conference and whatnot. And seeing what we're seeing in the NBA as far as the standings are concerned, even though it's early in the NBA and it's a little bit, you know, closer to the downstretch in, 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 in the NFL, we're still seeing that kind of parity where it's still hard to tell no matter how early or how late in the season it is, which teams you think are going to be there last man standing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's still fun to look at every single week. Um, and, and even in the Western Conference where you have some of the usual suspects like the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers that are the one, two, and three seeds as of right now, like they've been that way for the last three or four or five years, roughly, where we've seen the same teams contending at the top of the East. They're just in different positions. That's basically been it. But we'll ever, let everything play out. Um, it's been a very interesting week on – Football, basketball, it's been some interesting stuff happening in baseball still. Um, and in the men's and women's games, there wasn't very much happening in the women's games on the basketball court that I can recall. Um, I did see that LSU was playing at Coppin State, I believe it was tonight. Uh, so the most- There was a huge line outside of that game because that's near the Baltimore area where Angel Reese is from. I did. See I'm about that. to say a lot of people, uh, a couple of the young girls down here that play basketball. Um, I seen uh, like high school girls. They uh, from different schools that are friends. Uh, the coaches got together and they're taking some of the players. They took them uh, some of the girls players up there. So I think nice. that's dope that the coaches were like, "Hey, let's," but. Uh, LSU is interesting too because uh, that one girl, um, she got kicked off the team. And they, we, dude, I will say the one thing about their coach, when she do stuff, she ain't gonna tell you why. The no. media, we still don't know why Angel Reese was suspended, 
or whatever and, went on, we still don't know. And my thing is, is like, I, I'm better off not knowing the full story than if they just put it out there and just said, hey, this is why. Because it also, it, the rumor, innuendo, speculation, people are going to do that regardless. But when you don't put the real story out there and you kind of leave that kind of protected, that kind of protects that player as well. Because whatever it was that happened, whatever caused her to need to be away from the team, let that be between her, her team, and her coach and her family or whatever. We don't need to know all that shit. It's not our fucking right to know all that shit. And to me, it's when people feel as though they're owed something is when they say, I should know, or we need to know, or we have re-. No, you don't. So Mind your fucking the, business. And I know we're, we're wrapping up, so I'm going to end with this <laughs> last one because I, I looked at the time. That goes into the Sean Payton thing with, um, like, how the reporters were like, you know, what were y'all getting into it about, or what did you yell at him about? And he was mm-hmm. like, that's between me and him. That's yep. between me and my player. It's not, yep. I don't have to tell you. Exactly. What I got on him about, I got on him what I got on him about. He knows it'll get corrected or fixed, and we're right. moving forward. And I watched, and I, I seen Shannon say something about that and on first take, and he was, he didn't, he said him personally, he didn't like it. But every player is different, of course. Some players, you know, you can yell at like that, right? But he felt like your starting quarterback, you should never berate your starting quarterback like that at least not on the field. And I'm like, like Dan Orlovsky said, why not? That's the because person you should be able to. Exactly. If that, that shows everybody else on that team, if I can berate him and I can chew his ass out in front of everybody. And he make more than all you niggas. <laughs> I'm going to chew all of y'all out in front of everybody. He's no different and he's on the same exactly. level. Exactly. I don't, that, I'm not, I feel like as a coach, that's how you have to coach. And I think that's what the NBA lacks a lot of times is that um that accountability yeah because with the nba a lot of times it's like i look lebron for example he makes x amount but they're scared to to handle him as a coach compared to in the nfl is i don't care how much any of y'all make and i think one of the the stories one of the stories about lebron that i like was i want to say it was his time in miami maybe or something like that. I want to say it was it was either Miami or Cleveland. Um, he did something or said something or missed something, whatever it was. Somebody like kind of called him out about it. I want to say it was in Miami and it was Mario Chalmers who actually called him out or something like that. Anyway, it was somebody who didn't really have a place or something and said something to LeBron about it. He didn't really like it, but then eventually he understood and appreciated it because he was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm glad he called me out because I deserve to be called out for whatever it was. And it just goes to show you, like, when you have a player of a supreme talent and he knows his place and he knows he fucked up and you call him out and he may not, you may not want to hear it at that time, but you need to be called out. Like you need to be put in check. You need to be told, Hey, you're not that good of a guy to where we can't tell you anything. I just like that kind of thing, and I grow to appreciate players, coaches, whoever it is that can do that kind of thing because 
there's sometimes where you will fuck up and you will deserve to be called out. And that's just yep. the way things go. And, and everybody should be able to be called out. Like right. nobody's above anything on, on a team. Right. If you fuck up something, hey, I'm going to call you out for it. I'm going to do it in love. But it's like, I got to tell you, hey, look, we got to do this. We got to do this. This is what needs to be done. Like, I need your help. And then they, oh, okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. You may not like it at first, but it's like, you know what? If you're objective enough and you're a true team player, you'll see like, okay, yes, maybe I do need to step up or maybe I do need to chill out and take a back seat to this or whatever it is. But it's like you have to be willing to put the team and everything else first. And unless you're willing to do that, it's not going to work. But man bro it's been some high ass scoring games in the nba tonight like everybody scored like at least 110 tonight really bro i'm seeing like 134 127 the celtics are up 135 110 over the kings and it's still 5 minutes left in the game that's 124 116 cleveland over utah 144 113 indiana over charlotte 115 106 Miami over Orlando 127 113 Philly over Minnesota wow yeah, yeah bro and like everybody scored everybody in the NBA literally scored 100 points or more tonight like i think the lowest scoring team was like 102 yeah everybody scored over 100 tonight so it's a pretty exciting night in the NBA but something's coming to water tonight what? They put a little extra something in that, that, that Gatorade powder mix that they be mixing up. Hey. Oh, no, I ain't on the counter. I was about to say, I thought I still had the, the Gatorade powder. <laughs> hey, Loki, I, I, I took a, a a Gatorade towel from the Rockets uh, practice facility when we had the media three on three speed. So I still got that towel. I'm confessing now. I can't wait to put this media pass to use. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm, and I told we've talked about this off off air, but I can't wait for that NASCAR one. Out of all Bruh, of them, the NASCAR that is going to be one. dope because I heard the infield at a NASCAR race uh, is like that is like next level tailgating. Pit passes? What? Yes, the pit pass. Yes, I heard that shit is like next level. And I go to races, but I've never been able to like meet any of my like favorite. Uh, uh, drivers, so the look DJ to, is in, in in the heart of NASCAR country. He said, "Yeah, it's fire." Everybody man, knows you, about that shit. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm excited to meet Mario Andretti. I'm excited to meet some of the owners that I that used to be uh, racers that are now owners. Yes, bro, it's gonna be Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> I'm hoping I get to. I'm hoping all of them show up in Richmond. I'm excited, bro. That's gonna I'm be so dope. You got to have picture and video. I don't even give of a course. fuck. We can't use it on the pod or whatever, but I just need to see like just oh, I'm sure. picture and video of this shit because well, it's going to be so dope. The great thing is my it's not a media pass. It's a pit pass because of my connection. Oh, so it's even so shit. I can use everything that I get. Hell yeah. I was strategic. Hell, yeah, because that's the one I didn't apply. I didn't go for because I was like, mm-hmm. I already know I'm going to I'm gonna get it through the other channel, so I don't have to. 
actually apply for that one. So unless I, I decide to go to other races in other cities and stuff like that. Yeah, I think mine is just for I don't think I can go on the field. I'm not sure I have to double check it, but I don't think I can go on the field like uh, during the game. After the game, it's like whatever, because nobody's out there. But I think that's how it works. I can't remember. But I was able to like when I did the Bucks game, um, I was able to go see some people that I knew that was tailgating in the parking lot and stuff like that. Almost done. But the the bad thing about uh Sunday the Christmas Eve game against the Browns it's supposed to be raining all day. Ooh. Yeah. So, I'm probably going to be sucks. parking and then going right into the press box. I ain't going nowhere else. I'm going straight inside like got the big umbrella and everything already in the car. I'm going from the parking lot to the press box and then from the press box downstairs do my stuff and then I'm going home. I'm not doing none of that hanging out and going walking around and, and all of that. Nope. You're doing all that. And it's Christmas Eve. So, you know, a lot of people probably be the same way. They trying to, you know, enjoy themselves, but then get home because they got family stuff to get into. And- Bro, I like, I've been telling the kids and them, everybody, I'm going to make gumbo. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I promise, like, probably Friday or Saturday, I'm going to probably end up making gumbo. Promise. Don't worry, bro. I'm about to put this uh these free flights to work. Uh, <laughs> one, we go get some live recording together, but also yes. I'm, I'm coming for the food. That's it. I'm in town for the food. Yes, because uh the latest thing I experimented with, my daughter tasked me with trying uh it was Philly cheesesteak pasta. Yeah, go bro. send me how you made that. I, that Shit was it shit was amazing. I posted it on my Instagram and stuff. Like, it, bro, cheese I, 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 when I, I didn't realize how good it was until I tasted it later on after it had been sitting in the fridge. And then I tasted it after I warmed it back up. I was like, okay, now I see why. Like, y'all said this was so good. I, I get it. Philly cheesesteak pasta. I just wrote it down. I'm going to see, bro, if you go to my IG, I basically, like, the pictures tell you how to make it, but I'm going to, off it. Off Definitely. It. I might make well, that this weekend. For Keys, I'm Jermaine. We're going to end it like this because this is a classic uh, Christmas song if you yeah, grew man. up in New Orleans. It is Christmas this week. Man. Hello? I would like to speak to Bone Quisha. Yes, this is Otis. Well, tell her she is going to hear me one way or the other. Either she steps outside or either she's going to hear me through the door. You know, Bone Quisha, ever since you and I stopped seeing each other, I ain't been doing nothing but thinking, thinking, thinking. I ain't been able to sleep. I ain't been able to do nothing that required you being in it. Baby, I know that we've had rough times before, but we got through it. Like the time all the power went off in the house, and we had to finish cooking the collard greens on the Happy Hill, but we did it together. All the time that the froster didn't work on the microwave, and the turkey was still frozen, remember we had to get chicken down from Larry's Long Neck Lake Water Late Night Chicken House. Remember? But now I don't have you, and that's why I'm having these Christmas blues. Yes, Christmas blues. Sometimes I wonder, was it worth it? Waking up early in the morning to go to the little champ to get you three pickle eggs, 
some Lay's plain potato chips, and a Coca-Cola. I said, self, was it worth it? And myself answered back, yes, it was real worth it. I miss you, and I love you so much. I'll do anything to make you minds again. I'm also lonely, so, so sad and blue. I'm spending Christmas Day without you. I'm very, very sad and lonely. But anyway, let me tell you something. I do have you and the kids a present this year. I had y'all a present last year, but, you know, my alternator broke in my truck. And, you know, I need my truck for the, um, for the go to work. And so I had to take the receipt, take all the Send presents back, and fix Send my alternator. I need this. But I do got you a present this year. I don't I know who I got to send it up. I got in some brown pick and save bag. Also, I got some wine. I got some cold duck, baby. You need to open the door. He quacking. I remember one Christmas, maybe three Christmases ago. Got some cold duck. We ran out of ham, and you said you wanted another ham. But you really didn't say you wanted another ham. I just figured that's what you wanted. So they had a a 12 dozen crab special, so I got you a dozen of big blue crabs. I mean, I'm just saying, what? I just hope this Christmas is a little different. You know, I just want a little turkey, a little sweet, sweet plum dressing. Um, you know, I just want the kids to be happy. And, you know, Bonquisa, I know when we got married, I vowed to give you diamonds and pearls. But when I hurt my back at work, my workman's comp could only get zirconia and gannon necklaces. I also said that when we moved out of your mama's house, we were going to move into a place double her size. That's why I got two trailers and put them together. Yes, baby, double wide. All those things I done for you and the kids, but I still have these Christmas blues because I'm spending Christmas without the kids and you. I love you, Bonquisha. I love you. This you know is the what? best poem I've ever heard. Damn, a song. Last year, when you served up all the turkey and, everything, and you know all the all of the trimmings and everything when the cranberry dressing got round to me there was none left so please could you i will i hope you have two cans of cranberry dressing in there because i love that cranberry sauce please oh thank you and please open the door baby it's cold is there like a video to this with the niggas saying all of this bro yes i need that i need that because Bro, I sent it to you. I just texted it to you. Bet. I had to send it to you because I was like, I was like, no, we we gotta let this one play through. We gotta let this one play through. So I, I I like I forgot it was Christmas. So when I picked the intro song, I was like, oh shit, I gotta pick some bro for the outro song. I, I thought about it because <laughs> I told you I had to go grab the uh, the charger. Yeah, you had uh, to get the laptop. I, I was like. I was like, oh, I didn't send Jermaine a song. So in my head, I was like, I was like, run DMC Christmas. Best goddamn Christmas song. I couldn't think of, like, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of nothing funny, but I never sent it to you. I was like, Jermaine probably picked something. I was like, let me see what he did this week. Bro, I totally, because look, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, like, what can I play? Like, I was like, nah, I won't play. The run DMC one is always, no, see, Temptation Silent Night is too too predictable. See, DJ, that's how I know you ain't been paying attention. It's too predictable. We don't do predictable. We try to pick something that like the other person or the audience or somebody won't really be looking for. Let me tell you something. If Big the Plug had a Christmas song, we'd play that. Because I just Bruh. been on Big the Plug lately. His like... new song with Offset actually <laughs> was going to be his new song with Offset was going to be the intro this week, but I was like, no, Christmas. Bro, I, I had I got one. I got one in the tuck that I want to play from Big X the Plug, because we haven't played this one yet. 
And so I'm a, I'm I'm trying to see if I can pull it before you pull it. Next week will be you what uh 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 New Year's show. So we like right after Christmas. Right. So I'm yeah. saying we can still play something Christmas, but we can still play with something. No, else. no, no, no. So it's like Christmas over. Next week Christmas over. So yeah, you can you can run that one. Yeah. Or or we got that uh I need to coordinate it probably for tomorrow, uh that boxing episode. Yeah, because we got that card coming up. It is Saturday on Saturday, yeah, Saturday night, yeah. and then there's Plus, another one. I want to. I definitely, even if we can't, I know we, I can get uh, Kenny, but even if we can't get your homeboy, I definitely want to have this Devin Haney tank. Just that entire division talk, because nobody's talking about the heavyweight card at all, which is crazy. It's insane. Well, Everybody's, Everybody's talking about, talking about the speculation and, uh, for all these fights that are supposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to happen. So, and like even with the heavyweights, they're not even talking about Joshua fighting his fight and Wilder fighting his fight and the other heavyweights on that card. They they're talking win. about them yeah. two fighting each other. They gotta win. That's they have all to. everybody's talking about is the future fight. So it's like that's but, the clause but, but we still got Saturday. Fight. So we still gotta get through Saturday first. That's cool. We're gonna we gonna get that together for y'all so that way to we I don't know if it's going to be a live episode or if we're just going to record it. We're going to figure something out like in the next 24 to 48 hours or whatever. We're going to figure something out. It'll either be tomorrow or Friday. I'm free both nights. but Bare minimum, we're going to do a a space or IG live or something like that. Facebook live. Yeah, we're going to do something. If we don't drop an episode, we're going to do a live or something like that coming up. Maybe Facebook. I think Facebook will probably be better. Before we do that um, for that boxing. But we're going to do something for that boxing card because – yeah. We just love the sport. We just want to give y'all at least a little sub extra content for this week to consume boxing to because y'all love it. Hopefully, like we love. It. Yeah, but um, combat sports at, at its finest. Exactly, especially coming off that that UFC two ninety six where uh Leon Edwards just washed Kobe Covington. Washed. I loved it. I hate Kobe, Kobe Covington, Covington so bad. Oh, it's always great when a black man can punch that racist in the face. Bruh, the last thing before we go, my favorite part about that fight was when Kobe was actually finally able to take Leon Edwards down. Leon Edwards not only popped back up, but then he the next thing he did after he got taken down was to take Kobe Covington down. The coldest part was when he took him down, Kobe took him down, Leon got with him, stood back up, and then took him down. And then he let Kobe back up to whoop his ass standing up strike. That was the best that part of cool. it, was that he he that let him cool. get up. He let, let him get up. get up and then whooped his ass strike. That was cold. Right. But uh, like Leon Edwards, we just whooped the hell out of this show. Episode 12, niggas. Well, don't say. Because we're moving on up. Moving I'm not on I'm up. not on my Duolingo yet, but I still remember some of my Spanish. Dose, episode dose. Twitty looks apartment in the sky. For keys in his new deluxe apartment in the sky with his name on it. I'm Jermaine. This is Sucio Sports. We'll see y'all next week. Out.